Welcome to the second episode of the Atlas Cast. I'm Josh, I'm your host, and along with my co-host Allie, Moose, Penny, Ben, and Varn tonight. How's everybody doing, guys? Doing great. Good. Beautiful. <laughs> doing alright. That's awesome to hear. We are a week, or well, eight days into Atlas's release now. When we last talked, it was supposed to release in two days, but it actually took, I think, five days from then. So it's been a little longer since our last <laughs> podcast. Uh, we will actually have a whole segment on the uh, on the release, but we're but before we get to that, we're going to go ahead and uh, go around and talk about what we've been doing in Atlas. I'll I'll go first. I have spent most of my time trying to kill alphas to level. For some reason, I always need another skill, but I don't really need the other skill. But I feel if I get one more level, then I'll have the skill I need to do the thing I want to do, which is essentially get another skill. The skill tree has uh, been the bane of my existence since I started. There was a there was a brief moment where they nerfed all the skill points that really really made me sad. I should mention in this that we are playing on a on a private server who does have modded skill caps. From what I understand, on the official servers, that uh, skills are pretty strict to come by and respects are are frequent. What have you been doing, uh, Moose? Well. I mean, from the get-go, you know, start out in Freeport. I probably only stayed there till like level four. Jumped on a raft and started sailing. Uh, found a really decent island. Finally got everybody up to it. It's it's one of the best islands I've ever seen. Fresh water, resources for alloys. There were a lot of alpha spawning, but I haven't seen any recently. Um, different builds, finding out what kind of playstyle I like and. I guess what I've really taken to was commanding a ship. It's it's nothing like sailing the schooner that I've got now and, you know, having everybody on task with uh, the ship. That's awesome. I was uh, one of your crew last night, and we were doing really good, and then you just paid a bunch of people to replace me, and I, I felt like that. <laughs> well, good news on that. For some reason, this crew's a lot worse, and, you know, I may just end up paying you again. Well, good, because I was getting kill shot after kill shot. What have, uh, what have you been up to, Ben? Well, I, I mostly went down the shipbuilding tree. So I've been building sloops into dinghies, into schooners, into brigantines. Haven't started work on a galleon yet because uh, I enjoyed sailing so much. But I've been building ship after ship after ship and working on new designs and such. And then I spent one day just sailing one of them around to explore a lot of the different islands. Are you happy with the uh, with the level of customization that you have? I'm very happy. the The shipbuilding system is amazing in a lot of different ways, and it works so much better than I would have thought that it could have. They've thought of just about everything I would want to do with one. It does. I love the way that when you build ceilings and doors and windows and ramps, like they they all look like they're a part of the ship. You can custom build your ship. Somebody walks on and they're like, "Oh, this is pre-built, right?" Like. It looks like it's pre-built, and you're like, nope. <laughs> go go, actually make one and just make the basic structure with none of the extra, and it will look completely different. When you start customizing your ship, the, the level to which things 
auto form and auto evolve effectively to match the styling of the ship to make it look like it's natural and built in is i would never have guessed at that like, as a as a product manager and systems designer that isn't even something i would have thought of to really put together but it, it makes so much sense when they did it it's it's gorgeous it looks good it works well the ships are a phenomenal piece of the game and i think that was super important for them to do that but i'm beyond happy with it and I, i'll be super excited if they bring out even more customization in the future but even now i could go about on about the ships for like a good half hour with everything from sail customization to your your decks to the ai to the way that they do your armaments and pairing and the ship's quarters and everything it's, it's a fantastic phenomenal system the uh the best part of the system to me is after you get your ship built then you have to throw stuff away because it weighs too much see i haven't i haven't i have never overweighted mine yet but okay i can oh. that's just a really me. good little trick with that earlier today actually that was great i uh i can attest to the weight problem on my schooner because <laughs> all of the ship of the dam ship of the damned fights we've been in we go through at least 2,000 wood, 2,000 fiber, 2,000 mm. thatch, and some metal, obviously, to repair the, the planks. And, and it was insane. Question for you. Do you have water barrels on your ship? No. You do not. No. You know the truth. No, we just... Water uh, barrels are heavy AF. We just make yeah. it rain, yo. That's right. Oh, my God. No, crystal jugs are the way forward. Oh. Keep a couple of empty barrels on your ship, and just every time they fill up, just put it into water jugs put them in a speaking of rain it seems like every time we go out we get hit with water spouts they so. are attracted to the ships they get triggered by the ships but i think in the latest patch that they've stopped them triggering while you're in dock or just near the shore yeah which uh, meant my last schooner would have been grounded on on the sand you know it's amazing it's okay it just made you get to buy another or build another schooner exactly <laughs> Other than figuring out how to uh, get around the water barrel weight issue, what have you been doing, Penny? Oh, God. I've been playing on pretty much as many servers as I can possibly get my hands on. I'm on, I think, three or four different RP servers, all of different gather rates and XP rates and taming rates and such to try out all of those. I'm also on an official server, a PvP server, um, helping that lot of people try and succeed i've basically been playing with farming and the painting of the sails and all that kind of stuff and just the the kind of barding and support role system which has been interesting and slightly fruitless but also a lot of fun well i mean fun's the whole goal so you can't call it fruitless as long as you're having fun yeah i mean it's not fruit as in i'm literally not growing any fruit <laughs> oh well <laughs> like, Trying hey, to get the crop plots to, you know. I found chili propagated. seeds today. I don't. I know. I don't know if you need oh, chilies. Exciting. But uh, uh, yes, obviously, chili. But uh, I but, don't yeah. know what I need chilies for yet. But Allie I'm sure that I need them. We have. Well, and and why do you need chilies, Allie? What have it you been doing? Like I said, I don't know. I know that from what I can tell, cooking recipes, um, different recipes give you different bonus. I haven't figured out what a single one of those bonuses are. I've only really been able to play this weekend because I was out for the holiday. Um, and I haven't managed to get enough of the various ingredients in one place to actually make one of the recipes. 
so I don't actually know the bonuses the recipes give, but from the sounds of it, they're supposed to give some sort of bonus when you... I don't know what chilies are involved in particularly, but I just want to try to get as many foodstuffs in one place as in the hopes that maybe one day I'll be able to make a plate of some in-game. Now today, you actually had quite a, a revelation about turmeric, if, if I recall. Mm, yes, that turmeric was a uh, medicinal herb. I actually thought that it was not before, I guess I, uh, I don't know if they patched it or if I missed it somehow when I was checking the herbs that we had uh, in home base, but I guess it is. There's a few that are considered medicinal herbs, chamomile, turmeric, I don't remember the other ones off the top of my head. Parsley, is it cilantro as well? Uh, no, I, I put a list in, yeah, we got aloe, basil, chamomile, licorice, poppy, I'm going to mispronounce this like nobody's business, spirulina, turmeric, and yarrow, yarrow, mm. yarrow, yarrow. I, the only one that bothers me is that licorice cannot be medicine. It's disgusting. <laughs> Why not? Why not? It's a it's a diuretic and a it helps with aid of digestion. It's definitely me. Well, it being a diuretic explains a lot about me at thirteen. <laughs> anyway, Varn, what have you been up to? <laughs> like Penny, I've been on multiple servers. Well, I've been really kind of dabbling a little bit into now that we figured out how to tame animals a little bit better i've been doing a lot of the uh, beast mastery stuff dabbling a little bit in the bardic music and learned that and basically sailing the seas and getting a lot of the uh the floating boxes and treasure maps and stuff of that nature really. have you found a lot of reward from the uh beast mastery thing um i know we've had a couple of tamers that have been really frustrated with the usefulness of their animals <laughs> It's kind of like a mixed bag right now because a lot of the uh, the higher-end buffs that you get, because when you go into the tree, you get two buffs. One basically allows you to heal your animal, and the other one's a damage increaser. But the higher versions right now are bugged, and they do not work. I think, Moose, you said that they do, but I have not been able to get them to work. I know um, when I popped it when I had the, the tree for it, I could see the little buff, you know, how you get the little buff mm -hmm. icons next to your name, or not your name, but um, in your heads-up display of you getting the buffs. I got those there. Yeah. I See, I, I get the buff icons, too, but I noticed that unless the animation's playing, like, when you pop your damage buff, there's a red aura that comes up. If that is not playing, I'm not getting the buff. The same thing for the healing when it does the green leaves and the, the little uh, plus icons. If I'm not getting that, then I'm not getting the actual buff itself. But, but for the majority, uh, there's an issue with the attack one. The first rank works, and it doubles the damage of the animals. So I would really like to see what the higher ranks do. But for the first five seconds out of the 10 second it runs is when the buff works. And once the animation's done, it doesn't work anymore. The heal one's actually really nice too. It allows me to at least fight like two or three things of decent level that are, you know, attack creatures. So I think there's... 
once they get fixed, it's definitely going to be something that's viable for like fighting animals. Maybe even the big alphas are in the game that right now currently just two shot in people. I actually got one shot by an alpha elephant today. It was uh, it was miraculous. It shot me about I'm gonna say 300 yards. Although there is no way to measure distance, but that's that's what it yeah, felt some, like. Some some of these animals hit hard, and then on top of it, when you run into an alpha lion that just picks you up, you're you're pretty much dead. Yeah. My favorite alpha is the alpha horse because it considers the horse spook mechanic as a hostile action. So if you spook spook a horse anywhere in its radius, it's just going to charge you and beat you to death. And they're they're way faster than you, and there's nothing you can do. And most of the time, you don't see it coming. It's... Oh yeah, I've I've dealt with them. Actually, my favorite so far has been the monkeys because they'll just sit there and throw poop at you. And... My favorite has been I was on top of a building today that was literally six walls high. We were um, trying to kill a tiger um, that was quite high level, and Alpha Lion came out of nowhere, just jumped up and picked me off the top of the building didn't see it i was like Hang on. what it <laughs> just jumped up and just grabbed me from the top of a six high walled building of course once you're grabbed by a lion apparently your arms are useless because you can't bop on the head yeah, god, god forbid if you stab down on it <laughs> you can shoot a bow you can punch it in the face but you can't use a, a a sword or i don't even know if a pistol works i haven't tried it, it. yeah it pistol I, does, a pistol does work. thankfully that's my favorite thing is when a lion grabs you and you can take your bloody well time to just take six seconds and aim down the sights and then pop there it goes well now that we've started discussing bugs it's it's a good time to to transition into the actual release of atlas which well it's <laughs> it's kind of hard it's kind of well, well here's the story we'll we'll just say the story so they said it was coming out at this games thing and then they're like nah we need another week and then you know we all waited a week and they put a countdown and there was like 200,000 people sitting there watching people waiting for this game to start and then they they released a trailer and told us it was going to be two more days and then in like two more days they they told us that it wasn't going to be today but they'd have streamers playing that night well that night turned out to be 6 a.m the next morning and then (laughs) and then and then finally at like noon the day after the two days after the week after it finally released and i think there was like 45 50 people that could actually play the game you you had the issue of so many people trying to log into servers that had a cap of what 125 times 16 by 16 so whatever the number of that is and that was just starter aisles and and then all those people would crash and their bodies would just be laying there which would crash the next group of people that actually Mm -hmm. logged in well and the people who when you did crash out or log out the sleeping body would not technically register half the time as an actual disconnected person and so you'd have quote unquote 150 people logged in and in reality you had 150 people who disconnected but their bodies counted themselves as being logged in when really nobody was on the server so you had a full server with no one on it one of my favorite things was when they brought in all of the lawless regions which was you know helped a little but spawning in the sea in the middle of a pile of 150 people all in the exact same one square and nobody could move everybody just trying to punch each other to death 
and screaming in frustration. That was interesting. It now in their defense, it has been eight days and they have released twenty patches. It's been oh god, yeah. <laughs> a whirlwind of patches, which have like, done a tremendous improvement. Yeah, I mean their their patches have fixed a lot of things. They've buffed things and nerfed things, and then nerfed those things and then buffed them again. And uh, and they've they this is all over Christmas. <laughs> yes, over Christmas they've <laughs> added all... they've added features that supposedly they had but didn't work right. Or something like that. They made it to where no one could sail because these giant green ships would sink them. And then they started getting rid of these little green ships. And, I mean, all kinds of stuff. It's But they've been working nonstop. And despite all the bugs and the fact that lions can grab you off the top of six-story buildings, so far I've had a super fun experience playing. Yeah. And oh, yeah. if you watch Twitch and all that kind of stuff, it's it's up there almost every night in the top top five. So people are well, yeah. watching and people are playing. Well, yeah, because it's it's a new game. People are going to want to look at it and explore. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think our views might be a little bit different from other people that are playing official. Because we're on private servers. Granted, we do have other players that are on the server as well. So it's not, not empty. It's not just like 10 of us. But at the same time, we're not dealing with the same issue that, like, you know, 70 players plus on a map might. Yeah, and and we don't have griefing and all that kind of stuff that that seems to be um, all the Chinese posts have already started about them coming through and all that kind of everything. Well, the other big thing, too, is, like, land grab. Like, everybody's grabbing up land, so that just apparently is a constant issue. Uh, Everything on NAPVP official has been grabbed. Every single last island, as far as I am aware. Um, I know my group of people have been sailing for (sighs) five, well, as long as the servers have been up trying to find a land grab and, you know, have claimed a little bit of an island, got wiped out, claimed a bit, got wiped out, claimed a bit. Um, So finally, they've actually been making some fairly decent but tentative alliances and sharing an island, and I've actually started to build up now. But I was going to say, um, I think the biggest part about PvP, though, is that everything is going to be originally claimed, but just because it's claimed doesn't mean you can't take it. Because oh, yeah. not everybody can take, you know, can hold. The larger you try to claim, the less you're able to onto it. It's been a, it's been a lot of fun. They've been having a lot of fun uh, getting into their stride with each other, never mind in PvP and, and taking things over. And they're doing really well. Well, I mean, I think um, I think a lot of it is your mindset when you come to play a game like this, because not not everybody's cut out for this. I mean, Eve, um, Darkfall, or whatever that one was called, um, all these kind of games, they end up with a certain hardcore PvP type player, and and that's just basically what ends up gravitating towards them. And I don't. Uh, the one thing I haven't heard very much about at all is is the PVE server. I don't know anybody that plays there. But I wonder what it's like over where you can't fight other people, can, or if you can claim land there. I don't. Uh, looking at the uh, looking at the map, um, it doesn't look like there's that much claimed. If you look at the uh, the official atlas map, you look at the PVP one. There is a ton of land and space claimed. Whereas if you go on the uh, PVE one, there's it's it's pretty open. You can you can still claim on PVE. If can you, you then you can you be able to play? Well, can you claim other people's things? Yep. Like after they've claimed, so you can just go 
go take their claim and it's the same mechanic you just can't kill them yep oh, well, I, I i i actually don't know the mechanics of how that works i know i believe it's that it's just a longer system so it takes longer to claim but i do know that if somebody who owns that claim is standing there or is in the area your claim will not go so on yep. PvE, all that you have to do is show up because well, there's no way to remove. To them. be fair, that's the same thing on PvP. Uh, it'll as soon as you get there, it'll either reset the timer or like super extend it. So yeah, it stops the timer um, until one of the two people are gone, and then there is a I want to say ten minute timer at least on the server we're playing on to get rid of a flag that's trying to take yours. We've had that happen twice. Yep. Yeah, and the beds make it super easy to respond to that kind of stuff, as long as you don't have to fight. Travel in this game is is kind of weird, because you end up in a lot of different places. I'm almost to the point where I'm about to keep a set of gear at each of the different bases and not bother, because, I mean, boat rides take forever. Well, just like last, last night when we were sailing, we were starting to run out of ammo, and I went ahead and hit a bed and went back and started gathering stuff for gunpowder before the ship even got there uh yeah i was bouncing back and forth the day that we went out from a what was it, a one to d one i was bouncing back and forth so much that i'm at the point where it's like we should have maybe a personal box in the boat itself and just have our own like extra gear in there so when we want to bounce back and forth we can yep. but at the same time like I can see on an official server that being kind of a pain because you'll get somebody that comes over and be like, hey, you want to parlay? I want to go on your boat and see what you got, boy. Well, uh, I know that if you want a, a personal box on Moose's boat, you're going to have to find some way to trim some weight. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that'd be another issue. Or you need I, to put a weight sail on there, son. He's got, uh, he's got weight sails on there. Oh, snap. I've got a large yeah. weight sail and a small weight sail. <laughs> um, I've been leveling weight into it. I'm almost at 9,000 weight, and we take up at least 7,000 of it when we go out. I like that mechanic, though. I like that you've got to choose what you've got, and this is where the fleet of ships really comes in handy, because you have your galleon that is maybe the warship and the cannons and all the ammo and that kind of stuff, and then in the in the fleet, you have the ones following behind that are the weight and cargo ships. One ship does not you know, equal everything, which is what I'm really enjoying about it. The cooperation that you really have to have and the organization down to the most minute detail. Well, and even uh, in the example of your ship there, Moose, you're you're rocking ten cannons. Eight cannons. Uh, okay. Eight. All of them are crewed by NPC crew. Do you know how much NPC crew weigh per person? I have not figured that out yet. Okay. Because I your cannons... Think, I do think that the NPC weight is a considerable um, impact. I, I noticed that the time that we started having the most severe weight problems was after we hired a bunch of crew. I think that's something we should easily test just by walking one of them on and then off. Yep. Um, but you've got 10, in, you have two on the sails as well? I have two on the sails as well, yes. So you have two on the sails, eight in the below decks, so you have 10 crew members. You have eight cannons, which is 800 pounds just in cannons. Mm -hmm. You have the ammunition for your cannons, which how much weight would you say is in ammo? At least 200 cannonballs, so... Which weigh what? How much a piece? I'm not sure. You know what? Give me like five minutes to figure that out, and I'll let you know. We have, uh, 
we ten, use about wait, forty. Piece. We use about forty cannonballs a ship. Twenty. Twenty. Yes. Well, I feel like I'm using more, but that's because <laughs> that's because I shoot fast. Well, it's because I popped the the reload skill on everybody, and it's just like you guys can rapid fire that stuff. It's amazing. So two hundred cannonballs at ten pounds a piece is two thousand weight in cannonballs. Yeah. So between two thousand and cannonballs, a thousand in your guns, probably another thousand in your people. You're rocking four thousand just from your military strength. Which, if you were running a carrier ship behind you that was just running, you know, cargo, no gun portholes, which your I believe your gun ports weigh more than your traditional siding does as well. You're talking a significant four thousand pounds less in a cargo ship just from military stuff yeah so i i think that's one of the things is when looking at the difference between a cargo ship and a gunner you literally want like maybe one gun on on your cargo ship if any you may not want any on it and you just want to run well one gun isn't gonna why... one gun see the thing is is you can't you can't scare off the npc ships you've either got to sink them or get sunk no but the point they're being if you guys are running out and you're doing ghost ship runs, you may want one team in a uh, in a brig and one team in a schooner that's completely, you know, set up for hauling. Because at that point, you can run a weight ship and you know a damage ship, move all of your loot over after each battle. Yeah, we have uh, Mike and his glider to do that. He's not on the podcast, but uh, we have this guy named Mike that every time we kill anything, he swoops down out of the sky and is there before you can ever <laughs> swim to it. Now I'm curious if that would be really good and viable like if you did that way on an official server where you might have someone try to pick because if if I'm coming to pick someone off and I see you got no guns and the other ship has guns I'm probably going to try to keep the gun uh the the ship with no guns in front of the ship with guns and so... use it as a barricade <laughs> I want to I want to interrupt real quick. My uh, my ship has suddenly opened up four crew spots. Uh, seems a wolf has spawned inside my ship, and all four of my bottom crewmen are gone. Oh God! <laughs> Rip one legged, nine fingers, Annie, or whatever the hell it was called. Charlotte. Are they all Charlotte? No, no. So one cannonball is three pounds. Rip. Crazy Joan Jr., Rip, Calico Joe the Mighty, Dread Alex Nantos, and Dread Joan the Wanderer. Oh, she was my favorite for them all. Uh, Let's see. And as for crew members, my ship is currently at 5469.8. Let me take this one off. Why are you doing that? Let's take a moment. Oh, Oh, I was going to say, yeah, put yourself back on the ship. But the mechanic for getting your for the crew to get onto your ship, the NPC, is all but seamless. We got our first crew yesterday on the RP server that we were on, and we were sat underneath the boat for about 20 minutes trying to figure out how are we going to build something to get these crew on the ship before somebody said, you know what, just go on the ship and see if they follow you, and they do. Just they literally have there. an animation climbing over the rails. It's amazing. And you can load animals just with a... With a key press, right? You don't actually have to build a ramp mm-hmm. or anything. Yeah, there, I had to. That's amazing. I had to load the wolves on on their epic journey. Is this the wolves that ate the crew? Everybody. No, 
these are wolves that I was trying to see if I could breed with. And uh, we had gotten rumor that if you take perhaps the wolves into, or animals into uh, the biome that they're most comfortable with, then that's where they'll met, mate, and that's where it'll be easier for them to raise their baby. Because apparently you have to regulate their temperature. Of course, I um, took these wolves on a grand tour of all the islands that I could find with different biomes. They couldn't mate on any of them, unfortunately. <laughs> as far as wolves. I know, it's only the, the farm animals that can mate at the moment. Bears can. Oh. It's okay, I'll have an army of bears. I'll have an army of chickens, I'm totally okay with that. I saw the All baby, right. baby, uh, the baby rabbit, it was absolutely adorable. <gasps> oh, I need to see that. 40... I don't even know why those exist. <laughs> 46.5 is what the, the crew members weigh. So 12 of them is racking up 600 pounds, or 80 of them, 10 yes. Actually not as much as I would have expected them. No? Oh, my ship chest, however, it's carrying... On its own, 2,450, which is all my wood. Uh, I've got a little bit of flint, metal. My coin to pay the crew, 440 coin, weighs 176. It's pretty heavy. And we, uh, when we go out, we gear for what? About 10 fights, probably? Just about, yeah. I mean, we it all depends what you're going out for. Ships. We might not have to prepare um, for so many, but I have learned that the essence of success on atlas when you're on the is go prepared prepare for <laughs> yep. repairs prepare to be able to fight yourself out of a hole if you have the stuff that you need to be able to repair your ship to uh defend yourself to get out of a situation you're probably going to be okay but you have to truly be prepared this morning i got to listen to two people who tried to sail a sloop from Freeport to our base, and they were completely prepared except for one small detail. They forgot to build a bed on the ship. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, and it uh, it did not end in complete and utter chaos, but there was a point in which um, one of them froze to death and had to sit and wait for the other one to land and be able to build a bed to get back to the ship to help them sail it back. It was... It was it was very tense. Me just sitting there, plunking arrows into an alpha pig over and over and over again, uh, listening to them do that. Cold snaps on boats are terrifying things. Cold snaps are really ridiculous important. things. It's really important you have at least one bed, preferably. Mine has two. <laughs> yeah, Skuna has two. Also, don't put your beds right at the back of the boat because you will get thrown into the ocean. Oh, I found that one too many times. I wasn't in discard at one point and <laughs> just thrown into the ocean. It took them 10 minutes to realize I was there. Just bobbing around. I'm like, woman overboard. Okay, just can make friends with this manta ray now. Hello. I don't climb into the crow's nest anymore because I tend to shoot myself directly into the water trying to get down no matter what I do. Well, that's with the wake cell and I apologize for that. That <laughs> is a terrible thing. The I... ladder setup is just bad on those wake cells get down just fine well you're magic i'm sorry i'm also like a seven foot character that probably weighs a shitload so i just hit that deck a lot easier i um, really enjoyed the crow's nest yeah our server uh that we've been playing on it uh after the after the nerf to spawns of ships of the damned 
Um, it seemed pretty scarce out there. We did decide to go with a RP server, private server, mostly because we it was the only thing that let us play at the we beginning. <laughs> yeah, it was the only place we could connect. There was no getting on official. It was uh, very hard, and we were so eager to play that once they got that up and going, we started there. And it sounds like all of us have landed either on that RP server or different private servers in 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 whole. Except uh, there's, uh, I know Penny plays a little bit on official. Do you, any of you guys see yourselves migrating over to the official servers at all? One of my old groups that used to play, well, it's not really an old group, but uh, they played on Rend. They're doing official right now, and they're a very large group. So I'm going to be joining them to see what officials like. And uh, I have brutal. No, yeah, I, I'm willing to prepare that it's going to be brutal, and they're a Raiden style group. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how the PvP plays out on a server like that. Once we're not playing as much together, if there comes a point in the next, you know, several months where we either had our fill of playing together or playing several extended periods alone, I'll probably hop onto an official to see if I can't join one of the larger alpha tribes on the PvP server, just to get some experience in with doing ship-to-ship battle and raiding. But to me, my experience on official would not be that of building a colony and extending it and, you know, constructing buildings. For me, the entire point of the PvP experience is to be another, another cog in the machine, another, you know, man in the army where I'll get to experience what they built, what they've put together and experience, you know, the machinations of war. But that would be the extent of my life on official, just because I do enjoy, uh, I game mostly for the social aspect of it. And uh, I enjoy, I, I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot that's going to be done with Atlas from an RP's perspective. I mean, they should be rolling oh, out the dev kit in the next mm. uh, week. I think, it's I think I just heard. I think I heard the div kit was out. Is it? I know that they um, were they were targeting a pre-January seventh so. release, and they said possibly as early as like January second or third. So, but they're targeting January seventh, the latest. Even without the dev kit, I I think this this shows what with the skill tree and specialization, especially if they don't let you learn everything. I think it's going to lend itself to an incredible amount of RP, making port towns and people having their own specialties and the sailing and fighting. And I think it's going to be absolutely tremendous for RP cities. Do you think I'm that I'm, really I'm, so, I'm so excited for that? I really, really, my, my one big wish with this game is that all of the little RP communities, because I know of what, five, six now? We've got Fox, we've got GOT, we've got twitch we've got all sorts um, dark side we've got sea monkey i can't remember what the last one's called um you. Yeah, there's that one i know there's another one beginning with an s um but if they all banded together and made a massive server and i'll put their um resources together the community that we could have that we're all pretty much hardcore our peers and actually have a world where we, you know, we have alliances, we have a merchant system, we have mercenaries, we have pirates, like, that would be epic. We could have literal months long of just building up an RP and yeah. just, that's yeah. what I want. It's Do probably we... not going to happen, but. That well, would be really fun if they, if they all came together and 
collaborate on something like that. I was hoping with the servers, the way that they were talking about them being stitched together, that we could somehow stitch the different RP servers together where it's like, okay, this area that you start in can have its own laws, but then if you went to say, like, let's use Twitch RP for existence, you go over there, they have their own laws. So they're like their own their own little group and you go there you have to abide by their lore if they don't like you then you get kicked out i think that is coming it's not here yet but they that was one of the things where they said they one of the first thing what they want to expand on is the governmental system they have it in a very primitive form right now but they are wanting to add those kind of rules and i can easily see things like there'll be starter towns that are pvp free just like the normal ones right now and you'll have actual towns where we'll just straight up ban pvp you won't be able to pvp in those towns but the question will be, will could the communities of say Twitch RP, Fox RP, NOS RP, would like those groups all come together just to form one massive big server? Could they literally work together to do that? Because that would be amazing for the RPers. I think the technology is there. I don't know necessarily that the leaders of all those will want to do that. I mean, there's... The cooperation and the, the the way of actually getting that to work, who's in charge, who makes the rules, whose RP rules do we abide by, what's the new life rule, all this kind of stuff would be very, very difficult to work out. There'd be a lot of... Um... Which, I mean, we've all played on a lot of RP servers. There is a core set of rules that, like, every single RP server has. And there's a couple outliers that I know, like, Game of Thrones does their own specific thing that's very different from all the other ones. And, like, maybe your Gunsmoke does stuff that's different. But accepting those very rare exceptions where they're trying to build a specific niche world, all the rest of the RP servers have a really common core that's mm -hmm. either been ripped off from one another or, like, they just started with it as their basis and then they tweak or add one or two different things. And usually those are things around, like, wars where one person will have... You know, wars are a thing and you have to have it separate and another person's like, eh, PvP is PvP. But they have such a common group that I wish they could just agree on this set and that we could have a server that's got, you know, 400 people in it. Because a lot of these servers can support medium amounts of players. Like, I think Fox right now, it's normally rocking somewhere around 70 to 80 people on it, spread out between the different uh, servers. So each individual server has, like, 10 person, ten people on the grid. So you might have anywhere from 3 to 20 people on one grid. But the entire server as a whole, all grids combined, which I think it, it was on a 4x4. I don't know if it's moved down to 3x3 yet. Um, but it they have roughly around 80. But if we could get multiple servers to have all of their pops in there so that each one of those zones has, you know, a good 30, 40 people in them. That would be tremendous for, it would be incredibly impactful to see, you know, constant ships sailing past each other and trade going on and large cities being built and the government systems going on. I, I think there's a huge shelf life and we're just looking at it from the base where it is now. When you add in airships mm. and submersibles and, you know, extended, Modding. yeah, and all the cosmetics you're going to have and, I think there's going to be a thousand different things that are going to be added into this where this game is going to be this extendable, expandable MMO that, yes, we're talking about all of this on unofficials and, you know, the official experience is going to be what it is. And I think the official is still, like, it is cool for what it is. It's just not what we as a group are often focused on. Uh, we're focused more on the RP and, and friend-making and building relationships in it. And so the social it's game is You're focused on the friend-making. I just want to look <laughs> stuff up. I... I... The only problem I have with it is that it seems like the RP servers and the RP players and all that kind of stuff 
they don't want a necessarily an MMO experience. They don't they don't care for progression and time and things lasting. I mean, they've already in the first week upped our harvesting pretty high. They've upped they our skill Valley. points. Well, I mean, they just want it. They want everything easy, and I don't know about the longevity yes. of that. Um, the reason why in Ark you saw so many seasons that only lasted like four to six weeks is because they gave you everything. I mean, they give you a hundred levels. They give you ten times harvesting and all that kind of stuff is that going to work in atlas because i mean the main difference is the distance and then the other differences there's actual real progression and limits to your progression the skill point the skill point system makes it to where it's hard to do everything very 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 hard how many ships has everyone in here built um i've been on eight nine nine i know i've i've personally helped build at least five and Sink three. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I know Nas basically reset their server. We have like four, four boats. How many of you built Falcon? Um, personally two now. Well, unless you count a raft, but I don't. How about you, Moose? Let's say three or four. How many of those sunk? Uh, I want to say three, maybe <laughs> two, two or three. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I built. I'm on, currently and... on revenge number two. <laughs> I think I built six, and two of those have sunk. Uh, and I also my most of my playtime was actually entirely before ships of the dam. I have not personally played and been on a ship. I have not played when ships of the damned have been in. So I have not seen ships of the damned. I have not done anything with them. And so those sinkings was even before those were in. So for me to answer your question there, Josh. As far as longevity goes, one of the biggest time sinks and one of the biggest time takers in this game is the sailing system and is building ships. And ships die here. Well, and I I was talking I was talking today about how we've got how we've got almost everything figured out except the ocean. Like we played Ark for a long time. The the ground stuff isn't that different. I mean, you know, whack stuff with a different tool, pick up stuff, build stuff, tame these animals, go pick some stuff up, shoot some things. Um you know, I mean, it's it doesn't seem that hard. It seems like when you start a new server. I mean, you're low level, but I'm to the Tammy point now. Reading, I'd still say we're low on low on knowledge. Even yeah, I was going to say farming, farming, cooking, taming, and and with even with the upgrades of of the um, of the RP servers and the private servers, the the reason why the RP servers up their rates and stuff is literal quality of life because the amount of players that you've got. You range from people, for instance, like myself, who can pretty much devote nearly all of my time, if I wanted to, in my life to just playing Atlas, if I wanted. And then you've got people like Hatter that sometimes don't, you know, have what maybe three hours a night. Yeah. And those those kind of players will will be severely, severely hampered to the point where it's not fun. Where you know you spend three hours gathering enough to build one one plank for your ship and then you know you do the next the same the next night it takes you two months to build the ship and then it's killed by the ship of the damned the moment you get out of the dock (laughs) it's like there has to be a balance between the two and it's not just they want it easy it's that you know they want to be able to progress and go on and do the rest of the game as well the the one thing i say though about that is listen if you have two hours to play a night don't play solo you don't you can't i'm sorry don't play solo because the issue is you have you know you have groups of 12 15 20 people out there and if you can play two hours a night and you want us to up the rates to the point where you can build a ship in a night or two nights 
that means your team of 15 or 20 people is going to build 30 ships in one day. And then you as a solo player is going to be like, oh my gosh, they have 30 ships. That's not cool. And it's like, well, we upped the rates for you to build your one ship in two hours. We can now build massive freaking, you know, war fleet in a day. Um, if you're if you're a two-hour player, go play with a group where they build the ships and you get on and you get to play with them. Don't so it's funny you say that, Hatter, because... And one of my bad points in the game out on my notes that I have over here to the side is this is not a solo player's game. No, it's <laughs> not. You cannot your do skill this tree solo. Is your islands are fucked. Your like just don't don't do it. It's a bad solo game. Yeah, this this game is designed to be played with a group. That's why you only get so many skill points. Like the beginning, yeah, they gave a bunch out, but they're going to lessen it. And the reason why is because they kind of want you to specialize in maybe two, three, maybe four things. And there's like, how many different skill trees are there? There's like 10, 12? 13 or 14. Yeah. Yeah. They really need to balance those out, though, in my personal opinion. (sighs) They do. I, I think one of the most glaring examples of that is you have a tamer and they've now tamed six animals. And guess what? Nobody, Nobody can ride, can those ride them. Yeah. <laughs> it, takes, and, and... it takes 28 points from base to riding a tiger. 28 points. Well, and that's it... also that's also taking an animal that's meant for attacking other animals. So it has a high use versus, say, I think a horse is like ride one. I think I actually needed riding two to, to ride a horse. Okay. But just... It, it, the the higher tier animals are meant to like do quite a bit versus a lower tier. Yeah. My issue with the 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 those skills though specifically is I think they're upside down right now where you have to learn how to tame before you can learn how to ride. And my issue is everybody's going to need to know how to ride. Not mm-hmm. everybody needs to know how to tame. So they need to flip that. They need to make it so you need to learn how to ride a horse before you learn how to tame a horse. It shouldn't be I don't feel like it should be the other way around. Because right now, if I want to ride your horse, I have to learn all of the tamer specialties to ride that horse. Well, yeah, I, I agree with bad. you. Not to I make an argument, you. not to make an argument for realism, but how many pirates knew how to ride horses? Fair. I mean, that's I mean, actually, but how many? Fair. How many people know how to tame a tiger? But I mean, that's you know, that's a different argument altogether. I mean, it's not a realistic yeah. game by any stretch of the imagination. But maybe, I mean. To that, it doesn't take anything to step behind the wheel of a galleon or, you know, a brigantine. Or run a cannon. Although, again, you had people who were completely brand new who were running cannons. That was a thing. Like, (laughs) because guess what? Your your job is stuff this down this hole. Now stick this torch (laughs) on the hole. (laughs) Yeah, but you still still have ranks of where people are. Even even something like a cannon that's simple, like... Hey, you put gunpowder in, you put ball in, you light the fuse and aim the friggin' cannon. There are people that mess that up. Yeah. So there's always some kind of rank, like, you know, the taming thing, like we were just saying, like, you should be able to ride before you tame. Makes more sense. I wish the riding was more the same way that the cannons are, where on cannons you get reload faster, aim faster, fire farther. Like, that's skill-based. On riding, I feel like it should be the same thing. Everybody should ride. But when you ride as a normal person, you get like 
half of the stamina and you go slower than a normal person and if you skill up mm. in riding you can ride faster you can now gallop you can you know it's not just a a, a quick uh, you know trot it's now you can gallop um you can hold steadier your pistol and fire while you're running like i i wish that that's the way that that was formed rather than just you're allowed to sit on a horse that yeah. feels worse to me i mean i think the main the main point is with all of this is that it is open to change and that they have already changed it yeah. and you're never gonna they're never they were never going to um know exactly the perfect balance of how it was going to work until everybody has tested it out and tried it with the quality of life but have the fact we... that they're open to changing it and they will be changing it is you know is really awesome now i Eight haven't i haven't We've had three changes to it <laughs> two uh, years is gonna be a long for this game has anybody done the math of what a hundred I, I think 100 is the max level. I don't know if it goes bit, uh, above that as far as finding the points of discovery. And that's another thing that's just um, a burden in the game is you have to go different places to get higher levels. Now, they've turned that off on our server, but when that was there, there were people hitting max level and, and they had a need to move. But has anybody done the math as to what a 100 level character can do as far as the skills? Are they going to have most of them, half of them? I did know, but then they changed it. You know, you get one one or two skill points per level, but then it goes up. When you reach a certain point, you were getting three skill points per level, but now they've changed that, so I honestly don't know. But I believe it's about three full trees, I've been told. Yeah. So, two things on that, Falcon. One, I want to contrast. You said it was a real burden to travel. You can say that about almost every single system. It's a real burden that you have to, you know, open up 19 different trees to get everything you want. Or it's a real burden to tame with whatever. The game is an MMO meant for grinding. It is a grinding survival game. So, yes, they want you to get off your ass and go to another island to level up. Because too many people are sitting in there cranking levels in their little base and arc, getting level 100 in 8 hours by sitting in front of a chemistry bench. And that's what they mm. didn't want. They want you to go and have to travel across the world. So you can't just get multiple characters all the way up to level 100 super duper easily. No, you have to travel and explore. And that's the fun of it, right? They are forcing you to go to multiple other islands to, to gain levels, to gain resources. Oh, you want to build a journeyman piece of thing? Guess what? You have to have three different types of wood. And you only have two on your really? island. You know? Which, uh... I was going crazy today because I couldn't make a bloody wooden ceiling. And I was like, why can't I make it? Because you need a specific kind of wood. And I was on an island full of softwood. And I was like, are you actually? <laughs> I still don't know how to make the wood ceilings. You can uh, but... you can always dig up light wood, just so you know. If you need another wood type, just get a shovel. Real yep. quick, on the, the skill points, level 1 through 3 is one skill point each. Level 4 through 8, you get two skill points. 8 and 9, two skill points. 10 plus, 3 skill points. Mm, and then... I'm currently sitting at 58 skill points free to, to spend. Because so, I haven't done anything but farming so far. So it sounds like you'll round up around 300 skill points. Woof. So depending on what you're going into, you're looking at probably a mastery between 3... 4 max, and that's low end. Yeah, you go into artillery, that's almost all your points. Yeah, as a shipbuilder, I'm going to be heavily in construction, seamanship, and captaineering. A uh, little bit in captaineering, but uh, also artillery. I may not be able to do everything in those three trees. I'm going to have to skip half of that. 
survivalism takes 80, construction of mercantilism 76, beast mastery 115, hand-to-hand combat 59, melee weaponry 100, archery and throwing weapons 72, firearms 88, armory 98, medicine 61, artillery 198, seamanship 138, captaineering 103, cooking and farming 158, music and dance 55, piracy 83, and we don't know the tarot because it's not in, but this does make me want to call my sister who in high school told me that her dance was as hard as my karate. (laughs) <laughs> and, and tell her that it is the lowest point necessary to master. <laughs> <laughs> but so the thing is, with with the dances, I haven't found out yet how to get the rest of the dances. And every um, musical recipe, musical recipe, sorry, piece of music that you find, um, be it easy, medium, or hard, if you hit it and you actually um, manage to play it correctly, it consumes the script. So you stock them it up does. for battle. Yeah, you stock them up, which I think is both good and also sad because I want to just learn them and then have them on hand. Yeah, yeah nice to be having my experience that are just infinite but don't give any buffs. Yeah, yeah that would be cool. I know. Yeah, I know our experience when sailing is people are uh, get bored when they are sailing and they want to do so. Someone grabs all the, the music out, even though we don't really get anything for it. Ends up using all the music just to do something while we're sailing for hours. I was really hoping when they they had the music system, and I looked at it and saw that you could load in music. I was like, please let this be like Arc Age, where you could like put your own musical tones in there and just play them to like so far. Because I remember I an Arc love that. I remember at Arc Age, I had like nine different songs loaded up. Just be sailing and stop playing like the, the Pirates of the Caribbean theme song and stuff. No, no, not 24 like 7 from the window to the wall. Get low. That's. <laughs> no, no, no. But think about, think about the dev kit and when that's released and that kind of system that they've got in there now. That is, yeah. I think that's totally moddable. Like, there's going to be modded musical weapons oh for god's sake musical instruments and being able to you know perhaps create your own piece of music well let's hire a bard and have him go on your ship and that he's sitting on your side rail just playing music for you as you sail like oh yeah i i would be totally down for that just be playing like knee cat or something the whole meow 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 just on friggin (laughs) the goddamn accordion right Hire a bunch of dancers. I think there's so much potential inside of it uh, for what we can do in it, besides what's already in. People just really need to use their imaginations. Yeah. <laughs> that's where a lot of our peak community and fall down on. Stop whining about making it easier. We don't need all the skill points. We well, don't need all of, you know, all of the mats. Give us something to work towards. Your galleon should take you, you know, days to complete, because then you don't want to lose it. Yeah, I like I like the idea of 
having stuff. No. Well, I mean, it goes back to longevity, like I was talking about. And that's the yeah. biggest problem with RP servers is that I don't think they plan for longevity. Um, this is an MMO, which is entirely different than a survival game, like in Ark or Rust or any of those things. You want to get to end game as fast as you can and goof off and play, and then you lose all your stuff because some jerk comes through and destroys everything and sends you to the ground, and you're fine. But this isn't that. That's an, this is an MMO. I mean, WoW's been around for 15 years, and there's people that have played it every day of those 15 years. Well, I and think don't the sell them everything. I think the problem with that is like an RP server is a little bit different than official because RP servers tend to whiten the time. So we're constantly having to start over with new seasons of new themes and new characters. It's well, does cool, that... but we we're technically doing the same thing over and over. But does that does that fit within the realm of the systems of this game? An endless game with tons of progression and tons of built-in longevity is that really what people are going to be looking for is a thing that wipes really, every two months I, I mean i think it really depends on the person yeah it depends on the server as well and what theme they want to go to the issue with having them all come together is going to be themes as well but if you think about the potential you can have a server that has a different theme every month or so or every two months because you can cycle through the islands, you can add grids, you can take away grids, you can exactly. make islands, um, you know, you can render islands completely inhospitable and, you know, have a bunch of people have to move, but that sucks for them. But you've got, you've had three months to build up trade routes and alliances and you go and perch on somebody's island or go and live on your galleon for a week while you go and find a new island and everybody has to has to move and also with the aging system you have generational rp now that yes. you can possibly have so you're not going to be playing the same character for 50 billion years and that you know you're a, i can't say that um you're a 50 year old elf that you know has been around and the same age for 20 years like i mean you can if you have a fountain of life but well exactly <laughs> but um yeah they can they can totally do that and it's it's just getting the community to to so, be open to that but how am i going to be there. half were shark half vampire oh if gosh, i age don't. oh my don't god go so with what penny's saying there as far as the technology goes it is fantastic technology we literally have like our server owner right now uh, on our rp server is popping up new islands in existing grids and so you have a grid where, hey, your map has been the same. You've been sailing back and forth. And voila, next server restart, there's an entirely new island in the grid you've been sailing in for all this time. So you can pop up new islands in existing territory. And you can also add additional grids. So if you wanted to start a new season, what you could do is spin up four new grids that you're going to be like, hey, everybody, you know, there's a great ice age coming or something. And, you know, all the islands are going to get destroyed. But we're going to find new lands. So everybody has to pack up. They can only keep what they can carry on their boats. And you have them, you know, they have a weekend to sail over to the new islands. And at the end of that weekend, the old four grids get closed down. And so you can have a quote-unquote continuing season with new stuff. But if you want to bring a new character in, guess what? Your new area character can spawn in the new area, can be from the new area. And they can be like, oh, what are you new people moving in at, right? So you can have a both new story and continuing story in the same breath and it works because you can pop up new grids you can reduce new grids you can add new islands you can keep a you can keep a season fresh and you can keep it extending while letting people do what they want inside of it without too much trouble because of the way that the server system works 
here's a question how much fun is that if you're constantly like yeah exploring new islands and stuff is cool but like when you have top end gear already and you're just moving from one area to another and you still have top gear stuff is it fun in that terms but that's I mean, where the generational rp comes in because if they don't have the breeding yeah but what's it what's to stop me from having a a child version of my character that grows up and then yeah i play the child version but guess what i'm i probably with the same group i probably have access to the same stuff i had originally but well, that's, I mean... where, that's where the pvp aspect comes in because you're not going to keep that gear yeah. forever I also, if you're carrying your ship of gear, like, you know that a huge part of what makes a group powerful isn't what they have at that moment, but what they can produce at a moment's notice. And so one of the big things about, like, where we're right now, Moose was talking about, we've just now found an island that has fresh water, fish, metals, woods, and guess what? Our last island didn't have fish, didn't have fresh water, didn't have... Didn't have sap. And we've built, so, like, you building an island, you finding that is a competitive advantage. And in addition, all of the shipyards you've built and the setup you've built for, like, where your mining locations are, that's all prior history. And while, it, yes, if you find that it's boring to have all that stuff, guess what? You can start from fresh and do that. But I think there's a whole other class of fun that can be had by people who want to bring their characters in and be like, listen... I've been around these parts for hundreds of years, right? My family has been on for hundreds of years. I'm in a third generation. And yes, this ship that we have here was the same ship my father sailed, that my grandfather sailed. And you know what? I don't want to keep working every single season to rebuild a galleon because it's just a long time. And I want to sit in my comfy little, you know, thing that I've got all these tales of the amazing tales of what this galleon has been through. And you can sit there as a newcomer and be like, well, screw you, dude, in all your rich history. I want that galleon. Give it to me. Exactly. And you wait until a weekend, and you steal it off me. Like, that's well, amazing. I well, like that, that. That also comes down to having somebody that's willing. An official server, yes. An RP server, I notice over the years that if you have the same people, they tend to get Cure Bear. Well, the longevity, True, of, they... the, long, the longevity of MMOs are often determined by one of two things it's either loss like your eve online or progression like your wow where where the best armor three years ago is crap armor now so you can either make it to where there's a new shinier thing to get or you can make it to where the things that you have go away and a lot of people i know play on rp servers because they don't want to lose things that's why they don't play on official that's why they don't like it they like having rules they like knowing that whatever conflict they're going to get into is quote-unquote fair. They like knowing that their stuff is safe when they're not online. They like not losing things. And this is a game so far as, as we've played it that you lose a lot. I mean, we were talking about how many ships we've built versus how many ships we've lost. And Hatter didn't get to play through the first days of Ship to the Damned. But if you left the port, no one was leaving port. Um, we were actually building bigger ships with the chant, with the hope of being able to to withstand some of the the ships. Now it's not like that now, and and you can build fast ships that get away. But the thing is, is the the idea of actual loss as your form of longevity. It's it's hard to it's hard to convince a lot of people that that's the way to go. There's there's a there's a there's also a whole aspect there is is it's also down to management as well. The server owners there, if they they have the ability and they have the the tools or they they will have it at some point 
to make it so that it's not easy and the people that are going to really survive and really cultivate some sort of longevity in this game are the people that make alliances and trade routes it's all it's all about i agree working together and you know you can be that what alpha tribe with the best galleon or the best fleet of galleons but you know if a if a server owner decides to make a big pvp event and you know shake it up a bit which a lot of them really shouldn't be as scared as they are to do they can they can possibly spawn a bunch of you know bright red ships of the bloody damn that are level 200 and have a whole server event and complacency are these these alpha tribes biggest letdown is that they get complacent and they get so you know used to being at the top and having all of this stuff that they just you know sail uh, only... really nilly and off and off they go they've lost it all the only thing you really got to do is make it to where people can destroy beds without any penalty because once you get on that ship and break the beds and then they got to fight their way back on that's fun stuff well there was a rule for one the server um, normally when you kill someone, they can't come back for minutes. That's normally how it works in RP. For anyone that doesn't know, but there's a server that has a rule that if you do ship to ship, you can come back as many times as you want, and the way that you win those battles is you have to destroy the beds on the end ship, or sink it. I think we've all seen new RP servers for ARC pop up every couple of months. You get a new one with new owners who either came from mm -hmm. an old background at somewhere else and they start something new. And honestly, some of the best servers I've ever been on have been a lot of these new spin-ups. The current server that we're on right now is only on their third season of ARC that started at the launch, basically, of Atlas. They've been only through two seasons prior to that. And... I, I'll tell you, like, they're one of the most fun servers I've ever played on, and I love the admin team there. And so, like, if if Atlas becomes this point where, you know, different servers have Care Bear, uh, Care Bear views about how the game goes, the server that comes out with a server that is genuinely fun to pirate PvP and, like, damage and, you know, Port Town's getting stuff sunk by you know other ships and people firing mortars and like is focused almost on allowing combat and supporting combat that's the server that i would probably migrate to that a lot of people would probably migrate to of the ability to see that real sense of loss the real sense of building something if it, it, it will it will come up if there are if there are too many care bears out there there will be one that will do pvp and i'll tell you what if nobody else out there makes one heck maybe we'll make one and if oh you're listening gosh. to this podcast and you are an official player and have wondered what the crap we're talking about for the last 40 minutes, give a, give an RP thing a try. Uh, we'll put a link to a good RP web, uh, server website in the show notes. Now, we've, we've talked a lot about our server and uh, where we play, but uh, I wanted to take a minute and just have everybody talk about uh, what they think the, the strongest feature that, that Atlas has. Like, what, what features of this do you think that, that maybe other games don't have or what it does better than other games or what, what you're most excited about? Um, let's start with Penny. Oh, God. That's a... You can, you can have two or three. Well, question. I'm excited about all of it. I'm excited about the, the dev kit and the modding capabilities, and I'm excited about just the sheer potential that the game has for actually creating some sort of cooperative slash pvp universe that is not stagnant and is not you know i've learned it now 
that's it i've learned it i know exactly what i'm getting into every time i start a new server every time i join on hit a tree you do this you do that there is so much potential for things to go wrong or to go unbelievably right and you just literally every day you don't know what you're going to get and that's what i'm most excited about the, the just the excitement how about you moose what are you what are your some of your favorite features to be honest sailing is the biggest thing for me to be able to grab all you guys and pull you onto my ship and all of us go out and each have our own individual roles that we need to you know well-oiled machine kind of thing just having us all together doing that is my favorite thing about this game and uh ben what's your favorite thing i think they did sailing right i i think the whole ship building and sailing process is the most fun i have ever had sailing or doing i, I don't think i've ever really said i mean i did sailing in arc but it was nothing like this they they have truly made the ocean and sailing on it this amazing experience where i'm just sitting there half the time just like looking over at the waves and it's just peaceful and I, it's like 10 minutes goes by i'm just looking out at everything it's i'm not doing anything but it's it's fun and i just enjoy sailing like you would in real life you know when you're fishing and you're not really doing anything you're just sitting around and it's fun being on the water and i think they did that it's it's done really well varn what what, what do you like I think we're all pretty much in agreement when it comes to the seal <laughs> and that. I'm I'm sorry they did they did a good job as far as like to set up the sailing because it kind of reminds me a little bit of Blackwing. Like you have a crew, they are set up to go do the things that you need to do, like a real ship. You need someone to basically turn the sails for you having someone up in the crow's nest being a lookout for things that are going out in the sea itself. You have people manning the cannons. You have people repairing the boat when it takes damage. You have people bailing the boat out when it takes water. And on top of it, we haven't even dealt with somebody trying to light our boat on fire where you have to put it out with the damn buckets. So it makes the crew feel like an actual goddamn crew. And it's nice. <laughs> and we haven't even talked about building the boat, which mm. is really nice in itself. I haven't done it, but I've watched people do it. And it's really cool to watch someone build the frame of the boat and then take the wood panels and warp it onto the boat and make it look so nice. And you can build the boat how you want. Yeah, there's limits as far as the sails that you can put on it, but it's kind of realistic it it probably is more realistic than not but it's just it it's it's nice it's it's just a nice feature so what about you ali what are what's the what's the feature that you're excited about what do you like well of course you guys all hit it you know straight on the head when you were saying that the sailing is amazing but it's more than just the sailing itself i love water I, I have lived near the ocean most of my entire life, and how visceral it really feels being on the boat and watching the waves, even being on the water, the experience of trying to gab, grab the lad ladder, and the waves are kind of lapping you against the boat and making it hard to grab that ladder. It feels unlike any water experience I've ever had in a now and I... you you feel buoyant too. It's it's 
when you're swimming in the water, the, the natural buoyancy wants to push you up towards the surface. So it feels more like you're in water than any other game that I've ever been in. Now, I'm going I'm to break the trend because uh, I'm going I'm to be 100% honest, and I probably shouldn't admit this. I have found both the time when we were sailing away from Freeport to our new island and the other day when I was sailing with uh, another one of our friends for quite some time to go get something or do something excruciatingly boring. Um, <laughs> Throw it I, off the I, I know, I know. But my, my, the, the feature that I love is so far in this game, I have found a great deal of moments of like actual thrill. Like when you're fighting a ship of the damned that it's, I mean, you know, you don't, there's thousands of numbers going up around. You're not sure what they mean. Sometimes someone's going to jump in front of your cannon with a repair hammer and start beating on the wall that's in front of you. You've got, you know, you're trying and you're just, you're, you're swearing that Moose, if he could just turn 30 more degrees, you could hit that <laughs> damn ship. <laughs> But hey, but I mean, a bitch sometimes. but it's I mean you know it actually gets your heart rate up. You're going. It's something to do. Or you take a treasure map, and I made the mistake of doing a treasure map by myself today because I thought <laughs> it's only sixty eight gold. This isn't going to be hard. I had to run from skeleton crew for almost twenty minutes. Um, those things have a wide aggro range, but I mean, but in the end, I ended up, I, I got a carabiner, I picked them off, you know, I led, um, two of them to an alpha, um, elephant that got, that smashed them, and, you know, but it was a, it was an actual moment, it was something that happened, um, a lot of the games, especially open world games, they don't, there's never any tension, you know, there's never, uh, boss fights, I mean, you bring 20 sloths, you hit a button 30 times, you know what's going to happen before it happens. In this game, it's uh, there's some actual tension. Even just when you're out there trying to chop wood for your second sloop, and a lion latches onto your face, and you're hoping that, that your last arrow will get it before... I mean, you, you know you've got one more shot that you've got to land, and you, you see the fact that your leg breaks or whatever, and you're like, oh no, am I going to make this, or am I going to have to lead it off into the water before I can get my stuff back? You know, it's just there's there's real moments of tension, and I think that they've captured that. Even though you can spend two hours bored, there I, are... I don't know if the uh, tension's quite as high with I have one shot left with my arrow versus I have 100 rounds of pistol ammo and my pistol's not loading quick enough because of this damn minigame. Oh, uh, I, I understand the realism. And I understand that if you could have a revolver that no fight would ever be tension-filled. But there is no worse feeling than seeing that big red half circle and feeling yourself get smacked in the back while you're trying to hit the little thing to get the ball to drop in the hole the right time. <laughs> and, it, and, then, and then if you do load, you're like, okay, I got a 360 no-scope this thing because if I miss... I got to do that for another 42 seconds, <laughs> you know, but uh, not only that, but if you're old like me, uh, that mini game is kind of challenging. <laughs> but, but beautiful thing about the game, beautiful thing about the skill tree. If you spec enough firearms, you can press a button and reload like that. But if I spec into firearms, then I can't ride a horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the trade management. All about you gotta it. think though, you're only a Are third you... of the way through your level too. I actually yeah. hit forty today. 
Okay. Aw, congratulations. Over the hill. Yeah, yeah, I hit 40 today. <laughs> it's, it's, I've caught up with my real age. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now the question will be, will your character die of old age before you hit the 100? Uh, you know, there, I have played multiple, multiple MMOs and never got to max level. I think I've only hit max level in three MMOs that I've played. But I've hit it in Ark numerous, numerous times. I think I'm probably going to be able to tap it in Atlas unless the curve gets super exponential towards the top. Now, we talked about features we liked, but uh, as we all know, uh, Atlas has some glaring weaknesses. What uh, what thing has frustrated you the most? Uh, we'll start Can with Can I go the, first? We'll Can start with first, you, please? Moose. Yes, what thing has frustrated you out of uh, out of your time in Atlas the most? Oh, you know you can guess because I sail ships. Fuck the water spouts. Oh, you're not a fan of the giant fuck things that just rip your ship spouts. apart. And oh, uh... you know, rip your ship apart. Oh, you're going south. No, no, no. We're gonna make the wind turn you back north or we're straight to the closest island. Or ugh, it's so frustrating because you've spent thirty minutes going this direction to lose 10 minutes from that storm pushing you back the other way. Well, I like pretending like I still have the uh, tarot cards and being able to cast <laughs> magic. When they pop up and be like, yeah, man, the storms are not happy. Speaking, speaking of role play. I wonder if you could do that. If you could do that, would that make you happy then, Moose? Could you, would you be happy to have just a mystic on board your ship who's constantly causing them to push you in the right direction? If it's boring. <laughs> speaking speaking Come of on. which, today in roleplay, someone accused me of stirring up the water spouts. Like I have that kind of power. Like somehow, <laughs> somehow, that was a thing that I did. I don't. It was know. the accent. Are you Jonah man? Are you Jonah? I've disrupted your god. I found it hilarious that earlier today on the other RP sir, we. We're trying to figure out how to get to another island and pick up someone. So we're like, oh, we'll cut across this this server. I think we went from A2 back to A1, basically just sailing across the East Coast. As soon as we got in there, war spouts everywhere. And we're just like, uh, we're going back. Uh, and they're just so, so close around us. It was just ridiculous. The first time I was in a ship and saw water spouts, I thought they were really cool looking and wanted to see what they did. And I didn't sink my ship, but no. I did spend 30 minutes trying to figure out how to get back to land. Did, so, did you see Dorothy while you were spinning around in that cyclone? No, but I um, I forgot all about the compass feature and everything like that. And I couldn't, I, uh, I kept pulling up my little map to see which way my guy moved. It was it was stupid, but uh, you know. First time that I encountered a water spout, I lost my ship. I panicked. <laughs> I was like, "What? What is this? Help! What am I gonna do?" And somebody was in Discord with me. It was just like, "Just chill. You'll be fine. You'll take a bit of damage yourself. Your ship will get negligible damage. Just carry on sailing as straight as you can, and really all you do." The first one we saw, me and Ben ran to the beach, and then we're disappointed when it hit the beach and stopped. Well, I mean, as a true water spout should, you know, it ran out of fuel, basically. It did It did hit one of the beach sides, though, and it did look like it was causing quite a ruckus over uh, over, over the sun, but it did disappear as soon as it made full landfall. There's, there's two things I would like to see, and one would be just kind of like annoyance, would be like when 
the uh, spout got really close to land, like the water would kind of raise up, hit the land, like you know, an actual big ass wave, and kind of like pull people stuff in. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. It'd be annoying to players. The other thing I would like to see and be more just a sec is like when you pull up a map and a compass, just to watch the compass just spin around in circles because of the damn storm. I mean, I know they originally said that the those water spouts were supposed to be a way of pushing players out of a overpopulated area, and I'm interested to see if they get buffed or changed or the mechanics of them change. Well, are the water spouts the hurricanes? Because I know they said they had hurricanes that did that. I don't know yeah, if that's... Yeah, the same things, water spouts, hurricanes, uh, just me well, using the wrong word. Well, I think because they're not at, like, in real like, not the same yeah, I don't know if we've ever uh, seen a hurricane. I, I've never been in a place that had too many people. I don't think. Uh, I have seen. I have seen the walls. The walls of the red wall of death. Because uh, mm, it was I've outside of one of our ports. Um, the server was full, and it was just this giant wall of smoke that was red on the server line, where it's normally blue, and you can see through, and it was opaque. Yeah, that means the server's down. All right, I, so we necessarily weather. I don't think. We do have cyclones, the water spouts, but I'm I'm hoping that in the future we do get further things like basic lightning storms with high waves and stuff, you know, so that it's harder to see where you're going and such. I, I would love to see additional weather effects in the game. I just want rainbows. Oh, I would too. Rainbows, double rainbows, maybe even a triple rainbow on the luckiest Gosh. day of my life, you know. Um, oh has anyone seen a squid or kraken or large whale yet? No, but we've seen I have seen, seen a... a large whale. We, yeah, yeah, we did see a whale when we tried to get back the stuff off uh, Mike's boat, and uh, we've seen so many jellyfish that we now hate them with a passion. The whale? Did you did you try to attack it at all? No, it attacked no, me until I died. Oh. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, and the uh, the eels attacked us. So, but the whale is an interactable creature then. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're down there. Yeah, that's very interesting. I I'm anxious to see some of them. Was it as big as it looked like in the trailer? Oh yeah, it was. It was really big. We I could see, see it in the it. distance. It's actually on my stream. I was going to clip it, but um, it's it was in the distance. It was just swimming around, flapping its tail about, and we left it the fuck alone. <laughs> our, our sailing style is is cautious and fleeing. I want to see what a whale ship does. I mean, I would. I would love. Let's get harpoon. There are. I mean, heck, most people are using basic cannonballs. There's a lot of other stuff out there that people can use. I don't think does your um does your schooner moose does it have do you have the small swivel guns up top and do you use any of the Greek fire? I have a swivel gun. Um, haven't really utilized it really. It has um, a really short range. Super short. short. Yeah, like we're not sure if it hits the water. Yeah, but I. I I mean, at least from what I was seeing in uh, a lot of the trailers and even on some of the streams I've watched, it they can. I mean, if you if you ram yourself up close to a ghost or whatever, you can burn the hell out of it with a uh, with Greek fire. I shot one I mean, with a fire arrow when uh, the crew took my place, and I was left all alone, standing on the boat with nothing to do. I think the Greek fire is meant for if you if you're gonna get a ship that's coming to try and take you over and getting really close to you and. The crew are going to be boarding. That's when you break out the Greek fire and just. Well, Ghost Ship on or Ship of the Damned um, AI tries to ram frequently. I mean, like different yeah. player ships, PvP. I have seen ships get rammed and just sunk from a single just ram right into it. I feel like it's a viable strategy just to grab like a sloop if you had it in a fleet and you just had a, a sloop in there and you're running it on 
basic materials, just ram it right into a uh, in another. Oh my gosh, can you imagine if you had the explosive barrels underneath your deck? You ram into this ship and you set your explosives off. Just uh, it's freaking Lord of the Rings style, you know, breaching the wall. I believe the Boston Japanese like the Japanese said that it was called kamikazes and it's a real travesty of human life. Thanks for bringing it up. Ben. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, but yeah, apparently on the official server they did that. Um, something like that. They had the oil pots, um, mm-hmm. and somebody just <clears throat> grappled over to another ship. Threw them all down, set himself on fire, and just set all of them. Fire on fire, wrecked them. The uh, the mines do not hit friendly ships, apparently. Oh, so they've got uh, a speaking, mining speaking a lot of, of hitting ships. AI will target other people's ships if they're. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. If they're not on passive. <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah, we we may have accidentally learned that. Take my broadside at someone. Yeah, uh, well, they definitely got four shots of cannonball straight to their deck. Just stand down, stand down. Yeah, <laughs> that was what... okay. So we've done one. It, I I love how our let's talk about negative things turned into us talking about things we like. And, it's too much fun. <laughs> and Ben wanting to go kamikaze. All right. Um, let's say, Ali, what is your what thing has been frustrating you the most? Can I guess this one? <laughs> <laughs> the the time sink. Um, I think for me personally, um, the specifically this garden is frustrating, just because you don't know where to go to get everything, and that's something that enhances exploration. I have to admit, but when you have limited preservation and you want to see how things work, it can be frustrating, especially when. It seems so daunting to go out on a ship by your that can't carry that much weight to gather berries and produce and stuff that you want to bring back to practice cooking. How much of that do you think is newness of the game, though? I'm not sure. I honestly I was about to say, because with Ark, I know that there was a very steep learning curve, and it's going to be even worse with this game, or better, depending on your point of view. I am definitely... um, definitely frustrated with the water spouts and how it can take uh, what does eventually become a very boring uh, boat ride, even if you love the ocean like I do, (laughs) and make it longer. And you can't just abandon your crew, you know, like, what if you have to do something? Um, It feels like you really have to sit there for hours if you want to go somewhere and get something, and and it, it feels like a responsibility. It feels like, hey, um, if I need a break, I can't just leave my crew by themselves. You can't stop in the middle of the ocean and take a break. You have to find land. Um, and, and then your, your, your friends are running with one less person on their crew. So that feels kind of bad to me. It feels bad that it doesn't feel quite as fun to travel sometimes when you know that you're possibly going to be stuck doing that for hours and hours and may or may not come back with something. So with so, that, maybe maybe we should open a, a, a new segment of the podcast here. We should, I feel like we should almost close it with recommendation to the devs. And so, you know, this, <laughs> for, for this week, maybe our recommendation to the devs is make, make the boring part of sailing more fun, right? Maybe that's allowing us to have infinite playable songs, even if it's just for 
fun rather than for buffs. That it's letting us fish. I would say that's an idea thing. I something that we would like to see. I personally well, would like like Sorry. a Tetris mini game. I don't care yeah. what system they hook it to. If they hook it to music, they can hook it to fishing. Uh, they can hook it to repairing the boat. I don't care. Just as long as Josh. I can sit back and drop some blocks. Josh, what's that? What if we can have a gambling mini game over a, a, a like a, a chess checkers nine men's more? Can we get nine men's Morris in the game, please? One of do my favorite games I, ever. Do I really? Backgammon. Do I really need an addiction? Other than video games, in a video game, <laughs> do uh, I even, need even a crapshoot? Like even just like I'm gonna have to raft. I'm gonna have to raft for flotsam to get the gold to lose <laughs> to my own crewmates. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to uh, throw in my two cents for stuff like that. Now that we're just gonna talk about it, two things that I think would be really cool that you could do on the deck or even on land would be one to have some kind of poker style game mm -hmm. would be really cool where you can actually bid your coins mm -hmm. and the other thing is is a classic pirate game which is the uh dead man's dice yeah oh. that's what i was saying the no dead man's really, dice would be we need to it's bet on monkey fighting we need to classic. oh my goodness cockfights that's it i'm do i am exclusively taming fighting monkeys for us to gamble on on our long trips I guess. I'm gonna have to Legitimately, respect. though, is the only thing that makes that a classic Pirates game the fact that it was in Pirates of the Caribbean? No, they had <laughs> dice games in other times too. In other times. I'm I'm gonna put this out there. I don't know enough about history to know all the classic pirate dice games, but I do know a lot about Pirates of the Caribbean. So I'm gonna go with yeah, it's always been there. <laughs> it's accurate enough. Logic is flawless, right there. Hey, uh, did you hear they're making it? I know this has nothing to do with Atlas, but did you hear that Captain Jack Sparrow is not going to be in the next Pirates of the Caribbean movie? Blasphemy! Oh gosh! Oh no! Really? I, I heard this. Yeah. Well, I'm I mean, not let's. Be Orlando flipping. I. Boom I, I don't know, but how old can your androgynous captain get? Before you have to replace him with somebody younger and slightly more, uh, I don't know, flamboyant. Well, up the Wizarding World at the moment, so. <laughs> that was the worst movie. But anyway, this, that has nothing to do with uh, Next person. <laughs> oh, no, I still haven't seen it. Oh, it was bad. I, no, 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 no. I actually saw it in a studio movie grill, and I, I ordered second set of cheese fries. I was so bored. Anyway, um, <laughs> honey, you would have ordered top. the second set of cheese fries regardless. That is not true. Do you know how much those cost? I tried. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're like eleven dollars for French fries with Ooh. nacho cheese on them. Welcome to the food podcast. <laughs> anyway, oh, I've got to go on a diet in two days. I joined a contest. It's gonna be horrible. Anyway, a contest that you're cheating. I am. No, I am preparing. <laughs> you are preparing to win in the easiest way possible well that's the best way to win who wants to win the hard way anyway um let's see uh penny you're next what do you what, do you, what do you what do you not like about atlas um i'm both on the same page and not on the same page as alice i the time sink that there is especially on official with the amount of work that you have to put in to get 
anywhere half decent in comparison to the amount of time it takes to just dick you over is is too the the gap's too big and i know we're only a week into it and i think a lot of it is longevity and learning the game and already on um private servers i'm you know it only takes me five ten minutes to get out onto the sea with a fully stocked raft and bed and all that kind of stuff um but still not being able to farm not being able to you know cook all of these recipes that i've unlocked that you know i want to be able to make jack's beef burgers or whatever it's called but i can't because nobody's got bloody wheat anywhere that's my biggest thing wheat put more wheat in the game that is my just that more could wheat. be your personal server's issue i is like i have not found wheat anywhere i, I think they from just one island. Three islands i want i want farming to be a lot not even a lot easier oh. just, i want to be able to irrigate the crops i don't know it's just it's farming is very complicated in this game which is cool to a point i like the tilling aspect but i'm suck at that fucking mini game pardon my language and i I I haven't right, grown no, anything. <laughs> give us give us a week, uh, or, or two weeks. Um, in two weeks I'll be able to play with farming and and see what we can do with it. And now that we have an island with fresh water, I think irrigation will be immensely easier. Well, Henry has got a farm. I've been playing with it, but you need, but you do need fresh water, and there's very limited islands with actual fresh water that yeah. haven't been. We that, just moved to know, one though, claimed. so we'll get to play with it here it's soon. Just frustrating the farming aspect because. You know, there are the people like me who just want to sit there and be like, little farmer lady, and that's very difficult. Varn, how long Save is this me. list? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, matter of fact, take me last because I'm probably going to touch on a few things. All right, well, I'm going to go next. Uh, the thing the thing that has frustrated me the most, and I don't know whether it's unique to me or what, it's got to be the hitboxes. Um, oh, God. It, when uh, it, and I know it's early access, and I know that my internet isn't the greatest, and I know that you know historically some of these games have been bad, but it is it is really rough to tell whether or not you've shot something, and and when you it, it's just I feel that I've been cheated in fights more than I have actually lost them. Like, I know I hit that, but it didn't register, and then it bounced, and then I rubber band, and then I'm dead. And I, it's, and I mean, it's just a bug, and I'm sure they'll fix it with optimization and all that kind of everything. But if I had, and I've done, I've done a lot of hunting. One thing about me is I like to chase the levels, so I'm always out there trying to, and, and that, and everything, your speed seems so random. Like, based on what armor you're wearing and what stats you have, I can never tell whether or not I'm going to be faster than something until after I've shot it and found out that I'm not. It's, uh... <laughs> it's I, I anticipate that they're going to fix that fairly quickly with the with the hitboxes, but I, I get that. I have shot many, many a vulture, and they've had 15 arrows just floating around near their face in the sky, and they're just like, I don't know you exist until you Art. finally land that. Well, I mean, Ark had that problem, too. Yeah, Dimor's yeah, pretty something, and it's just like, yeah, I don't even know you exist. But, yeah, that, that would be my thing. And then now, Ben, what do you not like? And please at least say one thing you don't like before you turn it into a list of things you do like. <laughs> oh, this may take a few seconds to figure out what I don't like. He, he likes everything. It's perfect. Honestly, I don't like all the negativity around the game. <laughs> 
we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, <laughs> I read honestly, the Steam reviews. <laughs> honestly, I, I'd probably say the only thing that I don't really like right now is uh, how unintuitive the the taming system is, is probably the closest thing I'd have right now. Oh, um, yeah. It, yeah. If you don't have someone telling you or helping you, it's pretty pretty damn near impossible, and you're gonna get frustrated. This is what I've heard. I haven't I haven't played with it myself, but even from what I've heard of looking at it, I mean, if I was trying to go into taming, okay, when I look at something, it says I need tier two in taming to do it. Okay, so once I get to tier two, though, then what? And you don't really have any information on what you're supposed to do. And well, I don't feel like you should need necessarily a full handbook on how to tame every creature individually. I don't know about a full handbook. I watched one three and a half minute YouTube video and went out and it was pretty easy to tame stuff. I now, mean, read them though. Like, I feel like oh, the breeding? from what I've heard and stuff is pretty wonky. Ooh. Yeah, breeding's just, I don't even know that it's in the game. Except breeding for like cows and game. chickens and Farm, stuff. Yeah, farming animals can be bred um, and bears, but that's it. So, animals can be bred. With with the breeding, there's been some testing going on on the server we play on. Mama and Papa have to be temperature regulated. They have to be in a temperature zone that they are comfortable in. Then they'll actually gestate the baby or whatever, give you an egg, whatever. But to take care of the baby, the baby as well has to be temperature regulated. If you don't have it, uh, if it's too cold, it'll start losing health. Too hot, start losing health. And you have to pay attention to it the entire time and to be fair i mean having raised chickens and ducks and animals for like 4-h and other projects i mean that's real life technically you do need to make sure it's warm but not too hot you know not too cold and if you don't keep the right temperature balance your babies will die it is a thing but it at our local 4-h fair obtuse. at our local what? 4-h fair they just freeze a two liter bottle and shove it right next to a rabbit i don't know why they do that but <laughs> Apparently, rabbits like them. Well, in, in terms of uh, the gameplay standards, though, who's going to want to sit there for two days while your baby raises, checking it every 20 minutes to make sure the temperature's... Yeah, it turns it into be... a multiple-person thing. Oh, and then by the time that animal's finished, nobody else can use it but you because you're the only person who bothered to spec into taming because that dude needs to use guns and he needs to be able to run better and that dude's building ships. and you know, like So the animal part, I think... They, they should rework some of it. I think they need to improve UI guides, give you more hints, um, make it a little easier to do stuff. From what I've heard of, like, if you're taming a wolf and you have to give it down to less than 10% health, then you have to bullet it, then you have to feed it while it's bullet, then you have to wait until it basically wakes up again, and then you have to knock it down again, and then you have to re-bullet it, and then refeed yeah. it, and you have to do that 15 different times. And if you have one accidental hair arrow in the head or in the wrong place because your hitbox didn't hit correctly, you killed it. That's not fun. That's not, like, that's playing with a mechanic with such a minimal tolerance that you just get frustrated and that doesn't that doesn't feel like an enjoyable uh experience or like it's it's worthwhile so i would i i think that needs to be that needs to be completely redone when you mm -hmm. see something like the horse taming in arc that is like interactive it's genuine you can still tame it with if you do it poorly you just get a poorly tamed horse um but I, they need to improve that from everything I've heard and read about the subject. Mm. Um, the animal system in general, from taming to breeding uh, to raising your babies, it has to be it has to be improved. It almost feels. I, I think it almost, they need to. Oh, go, go ahead, on. Penny. 
I was going to say, I think they need to make up their mind what they want the animals to be within the game. Because right now, it feels like they've they've put them in because it is an aspect that will be a lot of fun for a lot of people. But they don't want the system to rely on animals like it was in Ark. Ark was very much, you know, you, your, your first few days are just, you get those gather animals and then you can progress. And that's not what it's supposed to be in Atlas from what I can feel. But they haven't really found where the animals should be sitting within, you know, the the priorities list. And I once really... they sort that and 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 get it down to where do they want them to just be cosmetic and superfluous, or do they want them to be, you know, be subverting? Like, it just needs to be. I also think with the with the taming and breeding, it seems like a lot of aspects of Atlas they have tweaked just enough to where they aren't Ark. Like, yeah, they're kind of Ark, but they aren't Ark. And then they did that with the taming and breeding. And instead of twisting it to where it was a little bit funner or a little bit easier or a little bit more intuitive, they twisted it to where it was a little bit harder and a little more frustrating and a little bit, you know, maybe more real. I mean, but see, the thing is, it's not realistic at all. I mean, you know, nobody's catching wild cows and taming them to where they can ride them. You know, that's thousands of years of breeding, you know. Well, I think I think one thing when she mentions that um oh god, I lost my train of thought already. It's, it's different okay. it's different to arc where, you know, you Well the the, the, the fact that they, they need to find a balance, like a priority with the animal whatnot. I think that's why like the Beastmasters set up the way that it is to be able to command like the animals and whatnot. Like someone that doesn't go into it is not going to be able to ride the animals and whatnot. As much as we sit there and say, you know, someone should be able to do that. Um, the the person that's kind of like the beast master is just that, the beast master. They're the ones that commands the animals. It's almost kind of like a, a circus performer. They're the ones that put the points into it, so they're the ones that get the ability to really make them a higher priority. And we actually haven't seen animals over the max level 30, really. And that, I yep. mean, even in Ark, when you were on difficulty level 1, which is what they called it when they were only max level 30, um, people far outshine animals then, and especially with our firearms. Um, well, I was also, also going to say, like, even the animals at level 30 are even running into, like, a couple of wolves that are, like, level 6 and stuff. I think Ark kind of spoils us when we look at, like, a dino that's 120 and we're fully geared and be like ha ha we're gonna annihilate you and then you look at like a wolf that's level five and you're like ha ha i'm wearing play oh my god <laughs> you know i want to say too based on the levels there are islands with overkept animals that you can't tame that hurt well, and also the one other thing that frustrates me besides the hitboxes is the fact that any time that anything hits you, it throws you. No matter their weight differences or anything yeah. like that. Knockback. The knockback is annoying. I mean, it's it's fine if an elephant knocks me back, but uh, when a chicken actually has knockback, it makes me wonder <laughs> what that thing is doing. All right. Um, we've got Tavarn. Yeah. Our, our, so, by the way, Varn, for those that don't know, he wasn't on our first uh, podcast. He is by far our grumpiest co-host. Yes, so, yes I am. Um, I've actually been pretty timid so far. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you, we, you know you're not a I bad think, person. You're that, just grumpy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's why you're like, what kind of list do you got for this topic? 
the knockback absolutely friggin' annoys me. And there's nothing more annoying than the knockback as far as to try and melee something. But there are other things that really kind of annoy me with this game. The spawn rates, I, I know they'll get fixed, but there's nothing more frustrating than walk around a corner and see a pack of eight wolves tearing into something. As soon as they get done, they look at you and they're like, hey, buddy, what up? Um, I find that annoying. Um, something I notice is if you don't find a server in the server list in Atlas and you try to join off of somebody, especially a server that uses a password, as soon as you go into another region, it kicks you off because of you don't have the right password. And that that's frustrating. Oh yeah, there are all kinds of connection issues. They didn't for like one of the servers I connected earlier. I literally had today, to find the... as of yeah today as of like four p.m. or whenever I left to go to the hospital earlier for a buddy. Um, um but... fine enough. It's like four fifty-five p.m. today is when they fixed it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like an hour. An okay, hour cross after it off. That. Cross it off. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll do it live. Um. <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, you can cross that off. Whatever. Whatever. Now I'm grumpy. <laughs> um, earlier, also got to touch the, uh, the multiple resources that are needed that are the same goddamn thing. Like, I understand, like, the idea of exploring and all this stuff, but it does, one, go into a time sink, and two, ch- someone like me, like, with the cooking, I looked at the cooking, I thought it was cool. Until I realized I needed all these materials. And I'm just like, I don't want to do this. Like, it, it'd be cool to go into it, but I don't want to sit there and try to find all this stuff. It'd just, it'd be a wicked pain in the ass. And to touch up a little bit on sail, the wind direction. You trying to go to an island with the wind blowing the opposite way. That's frustrating. Well, not only that, but... uh I, I built my new sloop today. I was all excited to go exploring. I didn't care which direction. I was just going to go with the wind. And the, the, the it was so weak that it wasn't even off the diagram of my boat. So I just kind of sat there and slowly wafted through the flat sea as I yeah. went to the next island. But um, we, were, we were trying to pick up someone and the wind was blowing heavily away from the island. It was a mess to try to figure out how we were going to get to the island because it, it was just in a way that we just couldn't get to it. And that's why I'm I'm saying in my section to the devs I want paddle wheel steamboats. Um, and, with, and with that I need a barbershop quartet, uh, a barbershop quartet that can sing Steamboat <laughs> Willie as I, uh, as I tool around with my big wheel boat and my gambling which is a thing I didn't know I wanted until we started this podcast. Well, it's uh, we, we've talked for almost two hours now. Is there anything else that uh, anybody wants to discuss? I'll just leave it pretty open as we as we as we close out this podcast. Anything anybody wants to talk about? Had a few topics. Oh, did you have more, Farn? Well, I wanted I wanted to originally ask the question because let's face it, it was brought up a little bit earlier about how much ne- uh, negativity has been surrounded the game. Number one, the delays and everything else, that's expected by an outcard or any company that's going to be remotely a part of them in some 
form away. But for like early access games to watch so many people leave vastly negative comments and stuff about, you know, the game's not working, I can't join the server, and seeing the negative reviews, is it really that fair? Like, I don't know. I mean, there's... I think... There's 15,000 reviews, and and, uh, and 9,000 of them are are negative. But there's 36,000 people playing. You know, I mean, I think I think when you get down to it, it's been in the top selling game since it came out. I don't think that uh, we can necessarily say at all that it's it's in any way affecting the sales. No, but then again, we do not get to see how many of those sales get refunded, and do they count against being one of the top sales? Because you could have a game that sells a million copies, but if there's 999,999 that get refunded, does that really change the scale that a million got sold? I believe it does from the fact that we saw that with No Man's Sky it happened and all the refunds caused it to tank in the charts. Okay, but I don't know. I just don't think it's too fair for people to quickly judge an EA game like that and throw up the negative reviews. Exactly. It's it's super early. Arc was Arc took what two years? Is that right? Yeah. Two, you're gonna you're gonna have people out. that you're gonna have people that say you know because I've seen people say it took Arc a while to become good that people are just right. gonna be like you know I don't want to wait a while for it to be good I want it to be good now and it's like it's EA well super early. and it also it also took it also took wow or it also took arc a while to become popular. Like this game launched the most popular game on Twitch. It, it launched it, it, it out of interest. Yeah, it it, it 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 there was too much hype. I mean to be perfectly I think Wild honest. Yeah. Does their trailers way too well. Well it's it's not even just the trailer. It's the whole hey, we've got this new game. It launches in a week. By the way, when it launches it's also Christmas break for every kid that's got Steam funds, you know. I mean, and, it's it's it, it it was super hyped, and there's nothing that's come out that's like it. I mean, if you I look at good. if you look at the top things on on Twitch or Steam, you're not seeing any MMOs anywhere. I mean, the last MMO that was cracking the top was World of Warcraft. You know, um, it's 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 something that the market is hungry for. Yeah, the three things that, that really converged on this game. One, it was a new MMO that didn't look like any other MMO out there. And so every there was a lot of people hungry for that. Two, it was a pirate MMO. which And I say pirate in the sense that like you can play pirates and selling I thought it was a fantasy MMO. That's what it some is, dude told me last time. Yeah, but you look pirates. It's not. It's not pirates. <laughs> but all, all the people who out there for hype reasons wanted a pirate MMO... And they didn't have that. In fact, and this is where this like offset of Atlas, Sea of Thieves has had the biggest audience it has had since it came out, and it's sticking around because people who were excited for Atlas are turning to Sea of Thieves if they weren't satisfied. But but that's um, that's not true because that's the biggest audience. It's all Summit. I mean, it's it's, it's like if you look if you look at Twitch, it's like it's like Summit One G has thirty seven thousand viewers, and the next guy has six hundred. It's not like people love Sea of Thieves. Summit and anything. 
Oh. Yeah. Um, but, but okay, okay, hold on. So, so number two though, people were going to see Thieves as a secondary. People wanted like something to have that had to do with pirates or medieval. Hey, like, if that's a, that's if a Atlas servers would have worked, would anybody ever have played Sea of Thieves again? No, probably not. And and three, um, because I watch a streamer, Dizzy Kitten, who she will do all sorts of stuff but she's been looking to play in games she was super excited for atlas atlas came out she couldn't play on the servers because of all the issues at launch and as a streamer you can't just keep trying to get into a server and never get into a server and just hang out like on a crashing you know launch screen all unless day. you're lyric so, nope. well yeah so for her like she's super disappointed and the trouble is she's like i've been waiting for like three months to play a new game no new games are coming out like the only new game to play is atlas and atlas i can't play so she's sitting there like I don't know what to do guys like i tell me as a stream what do you want me to play because i don't know what to play i would love to play a new game there is nothing new out the only thing new out is atlas and i can't play that well so, saying that nothing new is coming out is kind of unfair too because i mean we've had fallout 76 we've had red dead redemption i mean there's been big new games come out in the last couple mm, fallout months 76 was a month and a half ago red dead was two months ago or three months ago it, there's there, those are still at least a few months which in streamer time when you're playing a game 10 hours a day or something like that like in a month you've played the game okay you know, so. all right and if anything had more backlash than atlas it, it was, was fallout oh, hey, <laughs> hey smash brothers came out this month you know what <laughs> Does anybody still play that stuff? Smash Brothers? <laughs> I I put I put two hours into Smash Brothers today in my car. While driving? No. Oh, no. My, my wife gets car sick. She she so has to drive. Like, but yeah, I think there was that too huge much bustle. Time. There was such a huge bustle. They did they did this whole like like Ben just said that you know oh by the way it's coming out in a week but. And the lack of communication, you've got to touch on three things, and I'm guessing that's the one, is that it was just the lack of communication to the community when they didn't meet the deadline. And if they'd have just said, you know, yeah, sorry, you know, you, we're 20 hours away and it's, or we're two days away and it, this isn't going to be it. Give us another week. There'd have okay. been backlash, but we would have known. If there's one thing I can say that I would really really want the developers to do or is even with something like a date or something if you're not sure to at least say that you're not sure and just be like guys we're aiming for this we have a bad track record you know just be forward with it we have a bad track record are not coming out things on time we're trying to do this date and just be like that you know that way if that date comes and it doesn't come out it's not like a, a well, we, big thing it's like at least you're saying hey you know there's a chance it might not come out on this day well like you asked the question is it fair for people to leave bad reviews does any of that even matter i mean because well, like like i think i think, I think it, when kids I, want a new game like like i've got five kids right if i told my yep. kid i was gonna buy him a game tomorrow and then tomorrow came out and i was very communicative and told them you know hey you're not gonna get this game they're still ticked like it's not you know i mean i don't think that taking the time out to try to talk and wade through the backlash does them any favors i mean the backlash is coming regardless of what they say so just well you know, i agree with that i don't think the backlash would have been anywhere near as bad if they'd got three days out 
and gone, dudes, you know, this is this is this is probably not gonna happen. Or even twenty four hours and has said that, but to leave it until the count the countdown timer ticks down with no word and then an hour after that timer has ended, release a trailer and then go, Oh by the way, it's gonna be another Oh, I think I, I I think that's I didn't like any of that. I, I personally, I'm probably one of the people that sat here and was like, "We'll see if it releases on those days," because it it's a group that's associated to Wildcard. As far as I care, they are Wildcard. I knew that it was going to be that way. But I mean, as far as the game finally coming out and people just being like, "This is really bad, bad review, negative review, blah 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 blah," for an EA game. And with a pre-stated two-year life cycle before like releasing, so like, should I mean, Steam even front. allow reviews? Is I mean, is that I think, I think for an EA game, I don't know if I really want to see reviews like that. Like not in terms of like negative. It's kind of hard to worry. Like it'd be nice for people to still express themselves, but when you're sitting there looking at like mostly negative for a game that's been out for a day or two versus seeing it like in a couple of months and still seeing that says mostly negative when they maybe fixed some of the things and made it more enjoyable over time that affects sales that affects how many people are going to come in and play the thing is with that like the amount of negative reviews that they got so i think at least a third of them wouldn't have happened if the communication and and the initial frenzy that everybody got whipped into because it was late because it kept rolling back because it kept getting delayed i don't think that a third of them would have been there like there would have been you know the ones that this is shit this is shit this is shit we can't it's broken it's broken and you would have had those ones but the frenzy that everybody got whipped into just sent them straight to that review because they were just so angry well we i also think played a lot of ea games I mean, out of all the early access games we've ever played, other than the whole like official service needing to be brought online, I would say this is one of the best. It, it this game is in one of the best conditions for an early access game out of like Rust, Miscreated, Ark. Oh God, yeah. Other, it's one of the best playing ones and most full featured ones I have ever played. I don't, I, I, I have. Yeah. Now go ahead. I was gonna joke about that. Oh, it's all right. I was gonna I, say because. It's playing Atlas now and in, in in its you know infancy is th- I'd forgotten just how bad Ark was in its infancy. I've got eight thousand hours in Ark, which is ridiculous. Heck, but like, I like a lot of Atlas better than the Ark that exists now. Like, three I know. And a half years like, after <laughs> the amount of stuff that's been fixed from that, and it's and it's I'm sitting sitting there going, hang on a minute. Yeah, there's only two hairstyles and then i was like do you remember arc where everybody had the same hairstyle and you know it was over your face like just the little things like that it's it is in better shape and to do them credit they pulled their fingers out of their bloody asses pardon my language again um and they have been a lot more communicative moose i, I was gonna say moose do you hear that i think it's an angry mob with pitchforks and news. What? What? Huh? Well, in the <laughs> go away. In the end, Get it's off a, alone. <laughs> in the end, it's a business, and obviously, they know how to sell video games and make money doing it. I mean, so they know that for them, a two-year early access cycle where they charge half price for their game and they get bad reviews, 
and all of that kind of stuff probably isn't as detrimental to them as a no money long beta process where they don't make anything and then release at full price whereas there's another company out there that kind of just made a early access game and released it at full price and that's the way they make their money and they're, and they're both fixing the games that they release they just do it different ways is the other one fallout I, you know, I mean, it could be. I don't want to slander I mean, Bethesda. Yeah. I mean, I mean, as as bad as some games are, and people could be like, "Where well, Atlas was the worst game of the year," or Bethesda's Fallout was the worst thing. I want to remind people that there was a game called Metal Gear Online, or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, oh, don't. No. Yeah, no. yeah. I went Please, there. I had, I had just forgotten about it. <laughs> well, so sad. I mean, there's there's lots of bad games that are just bad games, you know, and and they That's they deserve they deserve bad reviews. And like, let's be honest, Fallout seventy six isn't a bad game. It no. was it was it was a it was a good idea. I mean, I it, think they thought, for... hey, what would happen if we took the single player game and let like a hundred people play at the same time? Well, let's do that. And then they did it, and then they're like, ah, it's done enough. We'll sell it to people. And then like three weeks later, it was on sale. So, I mean, they kind of went the opposite way. See, for me, I think Fallout was just... It's a good attempt. The problem is, is what people were expecting versus what they got are completely different. It's it's a sandbox Fallout world, like roster, anything else, with just Fallout theme. And it's, for what it is, it's good, but people are expecting a storyline like the single player's. If they got that, that game would have probably been gold for most people. And going on the bad game thing, Varna is correct. I am a heavy Metal Gear Solid person. Metal Gear Survive was, it was just disheartening. It sucked so bad. I, it, it, it makes me so bad. It's okay, man. <laughs> I'm sorry to open old wounds, okay? Like, you opened it through the salt then, reminded me that how bad it was. It's just like... <laughs> Uh, well, back to Atlas, because that's what we're supposed to be talking about. Yeah, sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. Um, did you have anything else you want to discuss, Varn? I mean, other than that, I I don't know. I think in the long run, even with all the negative reviews and stuff, I think they'll probably get to a point where I'll probably turn around. Because they'll end up working on it as much people are going to bitch and cry about the lag, the starting zone and stuff, they'll work on it, they'll fix it. One thing that I always found with Wildcard that's been decently good is they at least keep up, put out new content and try to fix things. Well, I mean, you know, and if nothing else, they can just take the next big expansion for Atlas and make it into a whole new game, like they did this one for Ark. <laughs> anyway. So, so, so here's a question. Do we all think that this game in time will actually replace Ark, and I don't even need to bring up Doc and Light. I think they pretty much give enough. Now. I think these are different games. I think uh, Atlas and Ark are different games fundamentally. At the end of the day, I, I one mean, of them is in a sandbox little island. Okay, let me a, let me put world. let me put it this way then. Since they are different games, do you think Atlas is going to surpass Ark in time? Like yes. once they get it all fixed, yeah. Oh, by far. Yeah, absolutely. The, the the potential that they've got for it is just so much more. 
in my personal opinion. I mean, I think that it will have more players because it is newer. I mean, like, there's still people that play Team Fortress 1, you know. Um, it, old games don't really die. They just kind of, you know, wither away. But mm. I don't know. A lot remains to be seen if it will ever get to the height that Ark did. I mean, because Ark, Ark, Ark was a big deal for, for Wildcard. It's, you know, um, it's out on every console. It's out on the Switch. It's out, you know. I mean, it's, it's everywhere. It's, it's sold a lot of copies and stuff. They could fail. I mean, it's it's super early. Um, yeah, I my personal views is they'll they'll eventually probably surpass art. I think this will be a game that they put enough attention into. And as much as people sit there and say it's a reskin arc and this and that and whatnot, you know what? There's a lot of games that tend to reskin their shit. I'll say it straight out. Call of Duty is one of them. They come out with new maps and maybe a few shiny things but it's the same game over and over and people buy it up all the time i got fifa 19 for christmas i don't know <laughs> i don't know why I play the baseball i play the baseball games every four years to see what's new and then i'm just sitting there like there's one thing new in this yeah it's still four soccer years. i mean but you know that's how video games work exactly Exactly, but they'll come out with it every year. Nobody, nobody complains. But you know, you get a game that comes out five years later, as they say, reskin. I mean, I think, I think graphically it looks better. I would at least say it's at dark and lights graphics levels. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, there are games that do it all the time, and nobody bitches and complains. And then Ark did this, and because someone found a menu with arc files i mean you can go in there and see but there's arc files that there's people can complain but honestly well, i think they find that it was uh the actual it was more than just a few arc files right well it's the fact that arc is the like the engine that runs arc is what runs atlas so yeah like you have the same basic but it's to me it's like saying like oh hey guess what windows is what you play your computer on it's like guess what i played fortnite like on my Mac and oh my gosh, like it has the same set of code base in there as it has on like my iPhone. They can't believe they reuse this. And it's like, dude, like the same underlying structure is what they used. Yeah. GG. That's the same thing. You know, when you open up, uh, you open up arc, it's called like shooter game. Yeah. Did you know that shooter game is the basic thing for everything? And then if you open up Fortnite, it also says shooter game. And if you open up like anything else made in the Unreal Engine, it also says shooter game. Cause guess what? built off the same engine like it's all the same stuff inside there so yeah like atlas was built off of the fact that this the studio like built an engine built all this stuff well they built it off of the unreal engine they built all of these frameworks and stuff and yeah then they took those and they built a basically completely brand new game with completely new systems and stuff off of that old engine and so yeah there's an interface of where they're running like where their start is and that start is from that old engine but at the end of the day, anybody who plays Atlas and says it's just Ark has not played the game. What if, what if instead of what they're doing now, we had a giant airship flew, that flew through the sky and dropped our own sloops into this uh, ocean that slowly like dried up into the middle, and the last boat standing was the one that won. We could find like loot in the in the ocean. Like you could pick up, you could pick up special. Uh, special cannons and flamethrowers yeah and 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 uh you could find jet skis that you could like ride on and you could like take a second mm, person and yeah 
you know when you first i explained that i'm like this sounds like a really bad dlc and i realized where the hell you're <laughs> sorry <laughs> hey look guys we just made 2019's best new fortnite i mean um pubg i oh, mean um battle royale game too bad larry's not here to mod it oh guys we can add like these cosmetic things too we could almost have like this we'll call it the royal galley pass and if you if you do it correctly, you can like change the skins on your. Okay, we're done now. I yeah. want my yeah, I look. want my cannons to shoot unicorns. Ooh, can I shoot diamonds? You can, can shoot. I have it. I am rich inscribed on a golden cannon now. You, can, could at the you, front of my ship there be a giant llama? You, you know, <laughs> well, there was one thing I was gonna say, which is how much are the DLCs normally for Arcanes? They're like what twenty bucks. 15 14.99 and they're on sale for 15. 10 bucks usually uh, on first day don't don't low cut it so much but um anyways i mean this is a separate thing that they're gonna work on they're still gonna work on art um i just think in a long run this being by itself and working on it it'll go well uh, there's probably people that are going to look at it and hate on it now but i i'm I wanted to bet you probably in a year a lot of those people are probably gonna look at it in their library and go, hey, I wonder how well this is going. Some of those people with negative reviews are still racking up hours. True. I mean, they're still playing the game. Like, uh, I don't trust any negative review where the person played over fifty hours. Because if you, you played, no, played played oh, over, I yeah. Because I mean, if you played fifty hours, you got twenty five dollars worth of worth a video game to me i you know yeah i i love i love people that bitch and moan when they have a bunch of hours into a game it's like i remember back in the day when a game was 10 hours quality game and it cost 50 bucks and people nowadays just want that longevity where they can play over and over for like three bucks and it's just like okay whatever i i love reviews that are like so what you do in those 50 hours? Chop trees? Damn right, chop trees. I made a goddamn boat out of it, and I blew some shit up. Like, have you heard of a game called <laughs> Farming Simulator or Bus Driver Simulator? Or I know. Any of the, like, I know. All you did was drive your train around the tracks for 14 hours. I mean, there's yep. games that people enjoy all the time. I mean, for me, playing Atlas, I enjoy learning the mechanics. I enjoy exploring someone might not like fallout guess what i like exploring so playing that game was perfectly fine for me but i couldn't sit there and play a game like the force for a very long period of time i get very bored. and we've come yeah. full circle to the fact that atlas should be a place where i can sit on a beautiful boat in a wonderful ocean and play tetris i think <laughs> <laughs> i think that's really what this whole podcast was meant to be about is Tetris the fact that I miss Tetris, and oh my God. and I'd rather do that than watch for Flotsam. Maybe, maybe you should be playing Arc Age, because I believe you could play mini games like that while you were on. I like Tetris, but I don't like Match 3s. I don't know why. Also, don't don't forget, Arc 2.0 is a thing. It will be a thing. They will come out with Arc 2.0. Like that, so Arc isn't well, dead. Yeah, like they've already said, they they will be. They're not going to talk about it right now because it's too early to talk about it. But like by the end of next year, they're going to be starting to talk to the community about what Arc Two is going to be. So, so Arc Two is a thing. Arc isn't dead. So so for the people that hear about Arc Two and the fact that they're going to have to, if you're one of those people that are going to throw, I don't want to say a tantrum, but definitely leave like a negative review for something that you probably played for like. 10 minutes or something maybe you should wait 
and see what other people do because no one's forcing you to hit that buy button for any. But if you don't get in at the beginning, man, you don't get to be in there with all the streamers, and you it, don't get to it get. It don't the matter same... because they're gonna sit there and they're gonna be so angry that they spent the money and grr, screw this company. If you think an EA is not gonna go good, and I'm talking about both EA, but uh, if you don't think it's gonna go good, don't jump in. For the love of God, just hey, wait and see. All this made me remember how mad I was about Star Wars Battlefront. Dude, this is almost like going to buy a movie that just came out and be pissed off because it was super bad like oh i love you, super you bad. could have been one of those people you could have been one of those people sitting in theaters watching sherlock holmes the new one. Oh, didn't they, they haven't they had a bunch of people like uh leave that with the anyway it's that's why it's like one of the movies a lot of people left in the middle of it because it was just not oh well that's sad. Oh, maybe, hey, maybe Ben. Waited. Ben, uh, we made some predictions last podcast, and you wanted to talk about the ones that we missed. I mean, I, I don't know if anybody put together a comprehensive list of what our, our guesses were, but I I know I, I was at least wrong on, on one of them, that being I did not think there was going to be NPCs in the game. It, it, I didn't feel like that was anything they did, and I was very clearly wrong on that in terms of we've got shipment guys selling some of us thought we wouldn't be able to respec and yet you can respec every level yeah it's built in there so do you think they're they're gonna nerf that and take that away like uh that's just there because they're messing with the skill tree so much i think i don't know i think it's gonna stay because it's almost like their version of arc with consuming a potion and it's just like they don't have it in the game, so they're gonna allow the reason, well, especially at the very beginning. It seemed like with the the mind wipes in Ark, though, they didn't. They kind of regretted that from what they said. Mm-hmm. But if they do it once a level, at least then someone can just be like, "Oh well, I messed up on this level. I'll fix it for the accent. It would be perfectly fine. They can mess around with this and stuff." I, to me, I think it's fine. I think that, I would. Uh... I would have said one of the things I would have thought wouldn't be in the game is a good uh, mission mission type thing, which they don't really have. They have the treasure maps, but I would have liked to see something like... Like uh, an actual quest Thie- with a... Uh... Yeah, like kind of like Sea of Thieves, where they send you out on quests to go do stuff. That would have been rude. Yeah, or, so, or different factions that you could gain, like... Funny enough, I think maybe life. every single one of us have completely neglected that part of the game. Have any of you gone to your map and clicked on the actual quests button to see what quests you have there is a quest on know. there i saw one to i saw one to, yeah that's another annoying thing maps you gotta go back to but that might just be private server i don't know i saw it, one, only one quest and it's for the power stone but have you done it i have not been able to find any stone so i think for the next podcast and i'm assuming power? that's how you spawn the crack in the fire uh i don't think you fight no i I actually, I can tell you that that's not true because I saw people fight a kraken and it was just a random spawn. Okay. With the map thing, if you go into your inventory and click the atlas tab, you can reset, not the gray stuff, but you can recenter it and stuff like that. Yeah, I think we're talking about the gray stuff. But anyway, um, they have the system there. They just, they'll need to flesh it out more. But they do have a quest system like started, you know. So I yeah. think we'll get there. It's not there yet in the same way that the magic system isn't there. The flying ships aren't there. The submersibles aren't there. 
there's a whole ton of different things that aren't there yet. But they're gonna get there. I, I fully believe. Oh yeah, I, I believe so too. I'm trying to think of other predictions, but it was like two weeks ago and I can't remember. Yeah. We said a whole lot of things. We would have done this weekly, I think, but you know, it kind of barely came out. Yeah, well, I mean, we are we are releasing. Yeah, we are releasing after the first week. Yeah, in fact, my biggest regret is I'm going to have to edit all two hours and 46 minutes that we've recorded into something of a, a semblance of a podcast. And oh even at even at, at 1.5 speed, that's still about an hour and a half of my life that I won't be able to play Atlas. And there is a lot of off-rambling. Off well, yeah, I mean, you know, but you still have to listen to it and figure out what you should cut out and what you shouldn't. Yeah. Like I'm probably gonna have to cut all of this. No. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really clip. doesn't really make much sense to talk about how I'm going to have to cut things unless I cut the talking about the cutting things. So if That's you're talking the about best cutting, part about cutting this. things, please can we wrap it up cut things? Oh yes. yeah. Alright. Thank you. This was the Atlas Cast. You can uh, find us at the Atlascast.com. You can also find us on Twitch at Atlas Gamecast or at um, Atlas Gamecast at gmail.com. We don't s currently stream anything, but uh, we're there anyway. And that's it. So for myself, Allie, Moose, Penny, Ben, and Varn, have a great night and enjoy Atlas. May the winds be ever in your favor. I feel like that's right where we should all just go. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>